And those are about $150 a pop, which is cool. Not bad. No. Tell me Welcome, lovers and friends. I, of course, am your boy, Mr. Everybody, and I am joined today by Kyle Mack, a singer, songwriter, and host of Trajan Podcast. How you doing, sir? Uh, your, uh, your spoken intro after the theme music is a little sullen after all that craziness I just listened to. How you doing, man? <laughs> I was no, your eyes were going crazy as you were listening to the... I, I thought it was a, a magnificent grouping of sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Cacophony of fuckery, and it was... Right. Yeah, it was... So the idea was basically to have, like, the duality of love where the love and the hate kind of go oh, side okay. by side. So it was like, it was created in one night where I was just like, let's fucking throw a bunch of things together. Right, and then you came in like an NPR host. <laughs> <laughs> that I have the, the, the quiet voice. You have, the, you have a different radio voice. Love in, uh, then what, then podca- what podcast. I'm not uh, drunk enough yet. I got to drink some more. Oh. <laughs> you know, my tolerance is really, really low. I've only had about half of this can of... Uh, does that are they sponsors? Jack Daniels Tennessee oh, okay. Honey should be a sponsor. They're not a say. sponsor, but they can they can sponsor. Me. I wasn't going to give them the benefit. I always say should be a sponsor in case one day uh, Jack Daniel himself is watching, and then he can just say, "Is Jack Daniel still alive?" In our hearts, he is. <laughs> in <laughs> all in all of the forty men or forty and older men that are divorced that are drinking Jack Daniels right now. Watching are you this. forty and older? I look forty and older, don't I? Oh, I was gonna say, I don't, you don't. No, you don't, though. Uh, no, how old do I look? I would say at least thirty nine. At least. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't feel bad at all. At least thirty nine. There's that twelve month period between the beginning of thirty nine and the end of thirty nine. <laughs> yeah. That's that's that little niche that you live in. I love that sweet I'm spot. I'm kidding. No, to be honest, I think you look more like thirty four, thirty five. Okay, I'm 31, so I, I, I'm going to go kill myself later. But ah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so if you guys don't know, uh, we t- I talked about Kyle, and I was just on a show, actually, Try Jam Podcast. Mm-hmm. But I spoke about him on a previous episode with Stormy and Lou. Right. And I said, Kyle pulls off my look better than I pull off my look, being and, the attributes. And then you came on my show and said I was catfishing you the entire time. A little time. bit, yeah. A little bit with the catfishing. How was I catfishing you? I feel like there was like a... There were some filters. No, there's definitely filters. And then you, you put up the blues more. Like, you really, like, pop those blues. Well, so what? So I'll say that for a pale person, yeah, the increase in vibrancy in a photo is a pale person's <laughs> best friend. So <laughs> it's a difference between looking like powder mm-hmm. and maybe Julio Iglesias. Yeah. Yes. So yesterday, uh, me and my girl were out in Philly, right? right. We were at uh, a Pride Festival, by the way, for Come Alive 215. You'll see that episode later. Anyway, we sat down at a bar right. in Philly. Two bald guys next to me. I said, oh, no. When you sit down next to a bald guy, they normally want to bring it up, especially when they're drinking. Right. Were you These, wearing your hat? N- no. Okay. No hat. Obviously, the beard. They didn't have a beard, so you know they're going to say right away. Oh, they're all penis heads. Yeah. They're, they're like, oh, bro, bald guys. Bro, you want to do an Irish car bomb? I'm like, bro, I'm 31. Like, I don't want to do it. I'm here with my girl. Like, I don't want to do an Irish car bomb. And uh, oh, I was trying to remember what that is. That's when you drop the shot. It's, I think it's uh, Jameson or no, no, no! It's like a Bailey's. It's a yeah, Bailey's goes into Guinness. Okay, yeah, I used yeah, to do yeah. these a lot, like eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old. I, I haven't had one in like five years. Mm-hmm. 
It was delicious, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I liked it. I lived in Germany, military, just like you. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Did we talk about that? No, you didn't ask. Show? I don't. I don't. I normally don't say it a lot, but I only said it because you're here and you were oh, Air Force too. Okay. You were Hickam. You moved a lot more than me because we'll get into tops and blues later. Okay. But yeah. That that cheesy place. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you so. only shared the same sentiment <laughs> as the rest of the Air Force. So, <laughs> so uh, the reason I brought up the Philly bar situation was I had my beard and. Bald guys always look better with beards. Okay. Was there a time in your life where you did not have the beard, and then you grew the beard and realized that, obviously, you were in the military, you didn't have a beard. Right, 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 right. Uh, when I was in high school, I tried my hardest. I would consider the beard I had in high school more desperation mm-hmm. than uh, than anything that was that was real. Uh, and, of course, when I was in the military, I couldn't have one. Although, there was a period where I actually had a shaving waiver. That's only for black guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's strictly for... As, as my first sergeant told me, they almost verbatim. It was, yes. No, he was like, are you the only white guy I know with, with the yeah, shaving Just waiver? so you know, <laughs> this isn't racist. Ask any black guy in the military. It's, right. This is... My buddy called it his reparations. They got their reparations. <laughs> they got paid for life. And then you get paid after you left the military for a shaving waiver. Uh, black guy... A shaving waiver, if you don't know, is you don't have to shave anymore, which means you look better than everybody mm-hmm. else in the military. Right. Well, well, the shaving, you couldn't shave to a point. I think you, you were only allowed to have one quarter of an inch worth of hair growth on your face, yeah, and you had to maintain a trim at that length if you were going to grow it out at all. Um, it couldn't be any longer than that. It could be shorter than that. But yes, it was an excuse for people to grow fashionable beards. And people who were getting away with having a shaving waiver, and I was, I was uh, very uh, problematic with this, especially with my uh, with my um, my uh, flight chief uh he used to get on me for having a shaving waiver and then coming in with like a goatee like shave sides yeah you, you shave the sides yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not supposed to, if you don't know you're not supposed to shave any part of your face not at all because apparently it's, it gives you razor bumps and you can't because it's like detrimental to your face or whatever it is right. but yeah black guys just got it all the time like if you're a black guy you just went and you asked the doctor you got a shaving waiver well i think also i mean the 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 facial hair of black men are, is much more coarse and of yeah. course a lot more curly so it can grow back in under the skin yeah. which you'd see a lot of dudes with like bumps on their face because of the constant daily shaving and that's why they would ask for shaving waivers now now you are under oath here sir yes did you actually need a shaving waiver or you just wanted to have more pussy <laughs> Because everyone knows men with beards get more pussy. <laughs> You're right. Um, it was a combination of the two. I wanted, because I was a, uh, sorry, Air Force. I was a, a guy, uh, during the day, I was an aircraft mechanic in the Air Force. And then at night, I was singing in bands and all the local clubs in uh, Hickam, Hawaii. And... Uh, being a white dude singing an R&B band and stuff like that, you're a, a big fish in a small pond, and I just wanted to intensify that look. Um, but also, at the same time, my skin is incredibly sensitive. Mm-hmm. So, aside from the aesthetics, the uh, the constant shaving of the beard would also cause me to break out. Mm-hmm. Not as prevalent as maybe, you know, a black man. Mm-hmm with uh, coarse hair growing in back under his skin, but it was uh, sensitive skin. You put razor blades to your face every day. It's, it's not good. Yeah, it's terrible. I, I, that was one of the main reasons I left the military. I was like, I look shitty <laughs> with a bald face. I look, I look really bad. Even when I was really skinny, I still look bad. Did you have to explain to anyone uh, like why, I, why you were separating? And, and did you did you say it was because I uh, mean I just don't like I look like without a beard or anything. I just I was sick of it. I wanted to get out and start a family. Right. Got married. Didn't work out. So right. there was no real reason for and that. Hence the podcast. Hence the podcast. That's why you're here. Ta- hearing two guys, two white guys talk about. 
black guys with beards in the military, <laughs> right? Somehow. <laughs> so, do you prefer to sing your own songs when you're out performing, or to no, sing others? I, well, mm, there was a time period. Oh wow, this is good, by the way. Yeah, high noon should be a sponsor. Yes. <laughs> um, there was a time period where I was very much like that, where um, uh, wanting to sing my own original music. Um, one of the big contributor for me leaving the Air Force was because I had a recording contract offer, which I which I signed, and then four months after I actually set, like it was a it was a contract I signed a year before getting out, and then four months after getting out, I was dropped. So were you telling everyone like I'm going to be a star? Look out for Kyle Mack. Pretty much, you know, I was I was I was uh, real looking forward, and it was with my heroes. Um, uh, the owner of the label, his name was uh, Otis Williams of The Temptations. He's still alive. He's still kicking. He's like 81 almost. Any and, malice towards this man? Uh, yeah, don't lie. Yep. Okay. So I don't like him. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll, get, I'll go at him for you. Um, I, it took some time for me to realize what exactly it all was. And uh, Otis is a, is a product... Uh, we're about to get really old on your listeners, I guess. But if you're, if anyone is familiar with Motown, uh, uh, it is an old school, at least the mentality of the old school Detroit Motown uh, label business mindset. Um, it makes a lot of sense, and Otis is a student of all that, and also he was very busy. That's what he says. He was very busy. Uh-huh. He didn't have time for a white boy is what he was saying. <laughs> he didn't have time to uh, promote his new musical and promote the new album that The Temptations just had put out and uh, also give me enough attention. And even though it was a label, it was really it was Otis and his money mm-hmm. and how much time he had to devote to me, which he really didn't have that much. Uh, for that... I thank him for not wasting my time much mm-hmm. longer after that, so I can appreciate that. Also knowing the kind of man that he is and the, and how he was raised and what type of business, I understand where he was coming from. I don't always agree with it, but uh, he and I has have had some talks and worked out our differences, and so I'm cool now mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, I, uh, It was an opportunity that no one could ever take away from me. Mm-hmm. I'm still... The only guy to ever uh, do what I did with him and the Temptations, and uh, that is enough for the boring history lesson for all of your <laughs> listeners right now. <laughs> so, did you get a sign on business? Uh, what? <laughs> what? 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 Okay, we'll go back to that and plead the fifth. Don't worry okay. about that. <laughs> so, what do you think the best performance you ever gave singing was? You talked about Hawaii. You were in Tops and Blues. You were. You've um, you've seen you've the sing listeners now, don't know what Tops and Blue is. <laughs> You want, to get, you, you want to talk about that first? What is Tops and Blue? All right, Tops and Blue was, um, it was the Air Force's elite entertainment touring unit. And were you in, what branch of the military were you in? Air Force. Air, you were in the Air Force? We definitely have to have crossed paths. Really? I mean, I probably saw you sing. I was in from 2008 to 2014. 2014 was the year I joined Tops and Blue. What base were you at? 2014, I was in Vegas. No, we didn't. Uh, we didn't perform at McCarran, or what was the name no, of the uh, race? Fuck, no, I don't. Re- Nellis. Nellis, yeah. All right, we flew into McCarran, but we didn't. Okay. We didn't. We didn't. Um, we didn't perform at Nellis. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Sops and Blue it was it was a touring entertainment unit that we. If you think of what the Thunderbirds are, 
they're people who go and sing from base to base that are in the military. Yeah, so we, we pretty much serve the same purpose as what, ch- well, I guess, a less cool version of what the Thunderbirds were doing, which was flying fighter aircraft on, on beaches and, and stuff like that, trying to promote and entertain and boost morale for folks. Uh, for us, I think we were much more expeditionary in that that we would spend a lot more time overseas mm-hmm. in, in bases and um, uh, war zones. I like put in perspective, my last couple of shows with Thompson Blue was uh, they were spent in uh, Kuwait, um, Jordan, uh, Turkey, and my Christmas shows were in Afghanistan and Bagram. Bagram, okay, I was there 2013. Yeah, yeah, I know, that was the year the Thompson Blue didn't go. They were sequestered. Yeah. The 2013 was the sequestration year. This is really not what your listeners want. Yeah, no, this is this. That's all I was trying to avoid. I was like, let's get more interesting before we get to Tops of Blue. But right, right, basically, right. he got to go around and travel around and yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I, sing a bunch of show tunes and whatever he did. Not show tunes, but yes, <laughs> we might as well have been. There was enough sequins. So, what was the best performance you ever gave? You like, if you think back, like, what's the best you ever sang? And I guess like, hmm. um, I will say. And I hate to say this because it was eight years ago, mm-hmm. but the show in Bagram in Afghanistan. Why? What did you do? Um, it was just the emotion that I was being given from the people in the audience mm-hmm. and and the environment that we were in on Christmas. What song was it that really hit you? That Well, my signature song in the show was Walking in Memphis. Okay. You know that song at all? No, I don't. No. It's a country song, yeah, I'm guessing. It's a classic rock country-ish song. Who's the original performer? Uh, Mark Cohn. I don't know it. It's, um, and I normally, I do listen to country. I haven't listened in a long time. My put girl on my blue suede shoes and I boarded the plane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Touchdown in the land of the Delta Blues. Yes, yes, I do know that song. Yeah. So we turned that into like a huge show-stopping number. Mm. It was like, chore- I mean, if you can imagine that song with a bit of choreography, but with like the horns blaring and people just on their feet. Um, for me, that song resonated a lot and just uh, how the narrator of the song was feeling and being able to portray those emotions uh, to the audience there, especially in a time where, I mean, folks just need a little bit of home, especially on Christmas. I think that what they gave me uh, equated to what I gave back and equated to probably the best performance of my life so far. Are you saying it was emotional or it was just like... Definitely emotional, but an emotion uh, driven, uh, emotionally driven to uh, greatness. <laughs> you know, I, I find it interesting, Tops and Blue. I, this is going to be interesting, guys, I promise. Yeah, <laughs> so, at some point. Uh, so this, in the military, it's driven by whoever's been in the military normally the longest, the highest rank. Mm-hmm. Was that person also the best singer, or did they kind oh, of no, just, no, 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 did they kind of just direct people? But there was also the star. Like there's so there's the highest ranking, but then there's the star mm. that could probably be a low ranking guy. Maybe you, maybe somebody else, maybe a really was, good female singer. I mean, I joined the Air Force in 2012, and I got the tour in 2014. There were folks who were like 15 years my senior on the tour, mm. uh, and they actually had more of a managerial role. So they weren't good performers anymore. Well, no, they were good performers. Everyone was great performers. Everyone was great at what they did. Um, so uh, to be, just to be honest, it doesn't matter. It, it, the program didn't care how old you were, how much time you spent in. Um, it just, you know, 
when you spend more time and you have more of a supervision, more supervision experience, so they were put into more supervisory roles. But as far as like everyone who was a supervisor was also in the show. So our first sergeant was our guitar player. Okay. Yeah, our captain was a member of the tech team. See, that'd be weird. Yeah. Yeah, captain's a high-ranking... He's like an officer, so he's in charge of a lot of people. Yes. Um, did you have a tech school for this? For Tops and Blue? Yeah. Uh, we had two months of rehearsals okay. uh, in um, San Antonio. Lackland. Lackland, yeah. That's where you always go, yeah. Yeah. The, one of the craziest performances I've ever been to, and actually my first concert was... What is the name of the band? Um, company, not Bad Company. Um, who the fuck's it? Bad Company? Uh, they do sing the song, but I can't remember the name. It's a rock group, and I was in Iraq. Oh, really? Yeah, we weren't allowed to mosh pit, but everyone had an <laughs> AR-15 on them. Okay. So we're just going, Bad Company, like mosh pitting, because you can't control it. You're in Iraq. You, you know, you've been fucking in Iraq. Right. <laughs> so, you know, tor- going all over the place. Uh, but that was the craziest place I've ever been. You don't remember the name of the band at all? Were they, what kind? It was it was a punk, a rock band. It was a rock band, like okay. a heavy rock band. And when you're mosh pitting in five Iraq. finger death punch. Oh, okay, yes, yes, yes. mosh pitting in Iraq, and you have a load of what? Everyone has a loaded gun with them. Everyone has a loaded AR-15. Some people have M9s <laughs> with them as well. And you're mosh pitting. Obviously, you shouldn't be. You're not able to drink over there, so you're not drinking. Oh, but, really? Yeah, but you're fucking. You there are people there that have been killing people. There are people there that have lost friends. There are people there that all these things, and then you get. A band like Five Finger Death Punch. Right. And it was my first live concert ever. I was like, this is fucking crazy. Can I ask you, what uh, Western amenities did you have at the base that you were at in Iraq? Because I know when I went to Kuwait, mm-hmm. uh, right outside the tents that we were staying in, um, there was a Charlie's cheesesteaks <laughs> and a Starbucks. Yeah, Kuwait's way different than everywhere else. So okay. I was at Balad, but I was a heavy equipment operator. So okay. we would convoy from place to place and go fix different bases. So if you're at a FOB or a COB, they're smaller little bases. They're kind of oh, like outposts. You're a better person than me. <laughs> <laughs> but I still don't like talking. Like, I'm not, I'm not like some hardened, you know, fucking, right. I don't have no purple heart or anything. So a lot of people in the military are like, I don't like to talk about it because I didn't do what this person did. I feel like if Theo was actually here, he'd be incredibly lost. <laughs> yeah, completely entire, lost. So this is just for white guys from the Air Force. <laughs> right. Which is 96% of the people it in the Air Force. It is a niche market. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to the clips. With, we'll, we'll talk about dicks and everything. Yes, we'll anyway, do. So, dicks are coming soon. <laughs> Dicks brought to you by us. Brought to you by white guys. Um, Dicks brought to you by white guys drinking high noon. Should be a sponsor. They should be a the sponsor. The Dicks and high noons. Mm-hmm. So um, when we were going to like little fobs and cobs, there weren't very many what amenities. What is a fob and or cob? Uh, Ford operating base and I can't remember what cob is, but it's a smaller base. No corn. Yeah, no corn. All right. So they were smaller. So a fob was a little bit bigger, but it's still like not a lot of things like. Okay. A lot of times you just have MREs and that's it. Right, right. Cobb. And for those civilians out there, MREs are these disgusting prepackaged meals that are vacuum sealed. Yeah, they they don't taste good at all. They're (laughs) I mean, I'm so unpicked. The calorie intake was insane. Yeah. But you're burning so many calories there because it's very hot. And I would constantly work out because you're not supposed to have sex. Some people do, some people don't. Um not supposed to have sex in Iraq? Yeah. I know I'm sure you did. Um I did not. Anyway. Well, not in Iraq. I never went to Iraq. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, my thing was gummy bears. When I went somewhere, that's my, um, we couldn't drink. Mm -hmm. I would work out a lot. But gummy bears were, like, my thing that I would bring with me. Really? It's my de-stressor. Like, some people smoked. I didn't smoke. 
You really didn't have a lot, did you? <laughs> no, gummies were like, that's like, that was my shit. That's why I even still to this day, if I get really stressed out. Can I ask, what was the access to porn like? So you Iraq? have to download it and put it on your computer already. Oh, so you have to go, oh shit. So that means that you run the real risk of just running out of your entire spank bank, of, of seeing something that you've already watched a million times. Yeah, you need that guy with the one terabyte that just has <laughs> nonstop porn. And then you're also, you're in his room in shorts, and a t-shirt and like, hey, where's your porn at, man? Let me check this out. And then you're going through his porn stash with him in the room like, is this a good porn? Like, you're like, oh, let me check this out. Here's a, here's a good transition to the interesting. Yeah. The, no, so we're talking about porn. So when I was in Turkey, I was deployed in Turkey for four months. Do you remember in the news uh, this thing called, was, it, was the, it was the coup that happened in 2016? In Turkey? In Turkey. We, no. Okay. You know what? I'm not even going to get into that story. I'm just going to get right to the porn. Yeah. So, uh, so um, Turkey has a strict no porn uh, policy on their internet. Mm-hmm. So if we, uh, all of us who were having like these own personal hotspots to you know connect our cell phones to, because our cell service didn't work out there, mm-hmm. um, I actually put the chip from the hotspot into my cell phone. Mm-hmm. to get better connectivity than having to go third way from the phone to the hotspot to their internet. And VPNs were our best friend. Yeah, VPNs, you can make your internet seem like it's being reached from like Italy or England or US or something. And yes, porn was always accessible. Why don't you guys do that? I don't... Well, fobs and cobs a lot of times didn't have internet unless you went to a library and it would just be weird to do. do. You have like hot, did you have like hotspots at all? I didn't pay for internet. Okay. I was literally strictly like my... I had an I, I. Was an iPad? Yeah, iPad. Okay. I had an iPad that all the music was from 2006 and before. <laughs> That's all I had it, when I was there, you 2006 would, and before. You and my producer, Dan, should be friends. Yeah. <laughs> Dan's a funny guy. Dan looks like us, but right. I think we pull off our attributes better than you pull them off better than me. But it's, it's <laughs> neither here nor there. But um, yeah, so I had, I had an iPad, and I would, just, I would literally work out three hours a day, work 12 hours, and that was my life. Right. I didn't really – I would talk on the phone maybe once or twice a day after my workout. So – what did you do for a three-hour workout? Because I'm a very, I mean, I stayed skinny my entire time. I'm skinny now. For the listeners who can't see me, I am a skinny, skinny guy, and I was I, skinny the entire time. I worked out deployed, yeah. don't get me wrong, because there's nothing else to do. I'm not a skinny guy anymore. I'm, I don't think I'm fat anymore. I was fat for a while. Not fat anymore. I'm still bigger. But I just enjoyed working out. Like I would work out for an hour, do cardio for an hour, probably an hour and a half of working out. And then there would also be PT, which is physical training, which you do with the military. So that's kind of like pussy shit, where you do like push-ups, setups, and run. You look like Bradley Cooper at the end of American Sniper. Not you know, dead, not dead, but the... <laughs> when, when, I first, when I first got out of the military, it was right when that movie came out. Right. And I was in really good shape. Right. I got called, what's what what that guy called? Uh, his real name, the guy... Uh, Chris Kyle? All the time. Really? All the time, I got called Chris Kyle. Like, you know you look like Chris Kyle? I'm like, all right, man. I, I, don't, I don't even know who it was, because it just pissed me off. I was like getting called it all the time. But, right. But yeah, now I, I kind of did look like Chris Kyle, and I kind of do now, I guess. I think you still do. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, Chris Kyle. Depending uh, on what shirt you're wearing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this is a Create Over Compete uh, Mars brand. Uh, go to Fire, Fairy Garden Mindset. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> is, so, there, is there a discount code? I don't have a discount. You know what, Mar? I got to hit you up for that, because uh, I need a discount code, because you're on all the time. and All the time he's wearing your products. Give him a discount code. God damn it. So what is your worst moment in music? You talked about your best one being... In Afghanistan, what's the worst one? Oh God! Oh, jeez! Uh, my worst moment. We get tomatoes thrown at you. Oh man! Okay, there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it's like I'm very self-aware. I'm not someone who's on point all the time. I think probably... um, Okay, so the the worst, like, like really crazy, fearful moment for me. Uh, so it was around 2018. Um, I had uh, this this music video slash album release party. The Temptations were supposed to be there, and they they came, but they came like an hour and a half late because they were all flying and they were going from the airport to our venue, and they were delayed. Mm-hmm. And so to keep the folks who had gotten there at the folks had gotten there in the audience, they got there at seven. The temps didn't get there until nine thirty. And you were waiting to perform for them. I was waiting to perform with them in the audience, with the temptations in the audience. So what we ended up doing was we had, thankfully, a couple of folks who were, who were there, who were entertainment. Um, they, their, their jobs were to be either like comedians or radio personalities and stuff like that. So they actually kind of held us over for maybe like a good hour, mm-hmm. keeping the audience from like murdering each other. Yeah. And all these folks really came to I, – I know they didn't give a shit about me. They came to see the temptations yeah, in front of, of their face. So uh, to keep these old, decrepit, almost dead people from like strangling each other from, from all the anxiety. Because, you know, 930 is like five hours past all their bedtimes. And That's so, past my bedtime, right. so yeah. So um, so after the comedians ran out, the radio hosts ran out, me and the, my band, we did a full set. Mm. And then after the full set was over, that's when the Temptations came in. And then I did the full set again. So everyone left. No, everyone didn't leave. I vocally was not where I was supposed to be. Your voice was... Especially, at, the, especially at that moment. Um, after rehearsing with the band the whole day because the band was having some problems remembering arrangements. Mm. So singing with them uh, and then doing that whole set. By the time the Temptations were actually in the room, my voice was hoarse. And I was just doing what I could do to get by. And yeah. I felt completely uh, and utterly embarrassed. And then, but I mean, I guess there's also some times that's happened more recently <laughs> now that I've kind of ditched that mindset and just, you know, just started having more fun with music. Um, I probably most definitely have had a, quite a few drunk performances where I'm just making up notes. Yeah. Just making up shit. Hitting a Z sharp, not even a note. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Johnson has a song about that where he talks about how he's performing. You know who Jamie Johnson is? Uh-oh. Jamie Johnson's a, he's a country singer, but he's, he's got like an old-sounding so, voice. Really, really good. You ever hear the song In Color? Uh, I know the show In Living Color. Okay. So we can listen to uh, him afterwards. It's okay. kind of like a Chris Stapleton type of, you know, Chris Stapleton. Okay, yes, yes. So yes. he's like that, but he, he sounds even older. He's a younger guy. He was, in, he was actually in the Marines, got out, became country singer, huge there's a theme this episode. Uh, we're talking about, uh, I hated the military too, so I don't even like to talk about it. So, do you forget lyrics a lot when you're on stage, or do you oh, have like a screen in front of you? I'm, I am like notorious for forgetting lyrics to like famous songs or your own songs. Both, both. It doesn't matter. I I am non-discriminatory when it comes to lyrics. I I forget it all the time. Um, luckily now, so the situation I'm in now is that I, I'm working a lot in a band that does a lot of, uh, club dates, private events and weddings. And it is so much more lucrative. I'm telling you, if you're a singer who's struggling to become your own artist, do stuff like this, especially weddings, man. Yeah. I was going to say weddings got to be very, very, oh, hell very, yeah. very good. <laughs> for my- yeah. On this cheap end, you get 500 bucks a gig when you're an artist. When you're an artist trying to make it, mm. um, and you'd be lucky if you get like a hundred dollars for 
mm-hmm. doing your music for a crowd who doesn't know it. <laughs> right. Right. Um, your question again was what? Lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Do you forget lyrics? You forget questions? You forget yes. Li- yeah, but you, you definitely forget lyrics. I mean, yeah. I forget all the... I have to have oh, this. I remember where I was going. Because of the wedding thing, there's so many new songs that can happen that can be asked for week to week mm. that to retain all of those words and the melodies at the same time, so brand new with only a couple of days notice, uh, I do have to read from time to time. Kind of like a karaoke screen where the not ball a, bounces. Not a screen. It, like now, uh, you know, People have their tablets. They, they have their tablets right on the microphone stands. Me, personally, I'm waiting to uh, get some scratch to buy a tablet. But I have my lyrics in. I have my, uh, my own lyric book, which I always bring with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have, to, I have to have this right here. To, I always have like a list of questions. I mean, we go off in different things. We go off in right. all the time because everyone goes off. You're much more organized than I. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's something I am is organized like to a fault. It's, yes. I'm always overthinking things before they happen. Right. You get... Like nervous before performances or podcasts more? Which one are you more? Mm, okay, so I think that I am um, I'm definitely more nervous before a podcast, before an actual performance. Because the, the stage, uh, perf- uh, like singing and performing, that is actually where I feel the most comfortable in life. Mm-hmm. Podcasting is a passion that I have had ever since I wanted to be in radio as a young child. Mm-hmm. Um, however, uh, you don't... You don't know when you're podcasting how things are going to go. Like when we started this, you had no idea we were going to be boring for 15 minutes. <laughs> we were entertaining for the military yes, white guys. Yes, <laughs> And the black guys with shaving waivers, they yes. enjoyed this. So yes. that very small niche of people were like, this is my shit. Right. Uh, but like when you came on to uh, my show not too long ago, uh, I had no idea how it was going to go, especially since... You know how the world of podcasting is. You don't know who's going to show up, who's going to give you enough notice when they don't show up. Yes. Um, and how much the dynamic of a conversation can change when people that you are relying on to create that formulaic atmosphere, that vibe, that chemistry are not there. And then what if someone's having an off day? Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face. Mike Tyson. Right. Everybody has a plan. I always have a plan. And it's the people that you don't expect to say things that will say things. Right. Like Dolce, who's not here because he got stung by a bee. He's in the hospital right now. Poor guy's crying. He got stung by a bee? Poor guy. I'm sorry. Poor guy. You know, he's, he's kind of soft. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he's always like, he always tells me, he's like, black people will not answer these questions every time, time and time again. Oh, that's true. That's true. We, uh, so I... I uh, Try Jam, my podcast, for the last four and a half years has been very urban thematic mm-hmm. in the fact that we are a black podcast hosted by a white guy um, and that all of our guests are from the urban community, whether it be, you know, artists, music artists or just regular artists who paint stuff or like uh, uh, script writers, filmmakers, um, a politicians, uh, community activists, all those things, um, they often, more often than not, will fall under the urban category. Um, but to have me as a host and also the producers that I have mm-hmm. who kind of share a similar line of, of, uh, of symmetry when it comes to humor, uh, we really annoy the fuck <laughs> out of my other co-hosts. Well, 
the same thing with this where I say it's white people humor with black people. Right. And very different humors. Right, yeah, exactly. But I think because we were – hey, going back to the military, but I think because we were in the military, we learned to really mesh our humor with all groups. Right. And also the, the enormous amount of butt-fucking that we all did. We, a lot of butt sex. A lot of butt, lot like, of butt sex. Like when you're in the military, when you're in Iraq and Afghanistan, you can't have vagina – Vaginal no. sex. Ever. No. That's against the rules. It's all butt sex. All butt sex. All, all the time. Yes. It's just, it's just what's there. There's a lot of butts there. Yes. And guys, I was in the gym three hours a day. Two hours of that. Butt sex. Butt sex. And then, and depending on what third world country you're in, sometimes it's goats. There's a lot of goats. There's a lot of goats over In the there. Middle East. I mean. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Shit happens. Are you thirsty? Do you need another high noon or are you good? Um, I think I need another one because we're about to play a game. We're about to play a game? Yes. I would love more liquor. Do you want a pineapple or a watermelon or a black cherry? Or you know what? In honor of the black folks who aren't here, I'll try watermelon. Watermelon? <laughs> so the next, well, the first game is called Don't Look Away. Have you heard of this game before? I have uh, heard of this notorious game, yes. So this game actually came from Stormy. Wasn't her idea. <laughs> but when she came on the show. Can I, I shout out Stormy real quick? Go for it. Stormy has been so helpful to us on Tri Jam Podcast. As as you have noticed, she's on every fucking podcast yes. <laughs> that exists within the tri-state area. And not your you fucking New Yorkers, your tri-state area. I'm talking about <laughs> the greater Philadelphia tri-state yes. area. Um, yeah, she um, when we when Joe Rivers left the show, she's still great family and, and friends. Um to us on Tri Jam, but Stormy stepped in and and fulfilled um, that the female presence that we were seriously lacking on it's, the show, and she's great. It's very important to have a female perspective, right? Uh, we don't always have it. Sometimes we do. Stormy a lot of times is that. Mara also steps in. We do have, and Stormy and Mara are both amazing. Stormy yeah. Slayer, she's she's helped. She's came on the show for our female perspective, but she's more than even just that. She is. Is Mar hot? I cannot say these things. Oh, I have a really? girlfriend. I want to know. You could you could see her. She has she's went the most viral on our clips on TikTok. So the answer is yes. <laughs> I am single. I think of her like a sister, so I can't. I don't think of her that way. Really, you can't just honestly say that someone is uh, like attractive or not, even if they're that close to you. She's attractive. I, I know you're not I, single. I know she you're is not attractive, single. but I do not find her attractive in that way. I know other people do. Theo. May or may not. Did you hear that? He thinks you're ugly. <laughs> I do not think she's ugly. I just don't think of her in that way at all. Like, it would be disgusting to me to think of her in that way. Oh, disgusting. Did you hear these words? Take offense. I, I, I think of her and Stormy <laughs> as the same way. Like, I would never, like, think of Stormy or her in, a, in that kind of way. I don't know. I would say Stormy and I are good, are good buddies, good friends. But if we ever got really drunk one night, I don't know what happened. Has that ever happened? No, absolutely not. <laughs> No. Okay, so the name of the game is Don't Look Away, which is brought to you by, brought to us by Erotic Boudoir. Use Ooh. promo code Loving Them What at checkout for ten percent off your next order of twenty five dollars or more. That's E R O T I C dash B O U D O I R dot com. <laughs> I read the shit out of that. <laughs> sure did. I, I guess I might have had a few more beers than I thought. So, are you going to give him play by plays? You think? Uh, good at giving play-by-plays. Like so, I saw a preview on your monitor on your laptop. I normally try to turn it, but um, uh, no, I'm I'm too inquisitive. <laughs> so, are you? Do you think you can uh, give us a play-by-play? I will. This? I will try my hardest. This is for the listening audience. This is for the listening oh, audience, God. and nobody can actually see these because these are pornographic in nature. So, uh, you want to say what's happening on the screen? Well, currently we have what I believe is a female vagina. Let's remove the. He- <laughs> Ooh. 
Okay. If you remove your headphones, you can hear what's going on. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Okay, so yes, it's very, very evident that this woman is pissing into a wine glass. Uh, I would Bottoms say, up. I would say that her uh, she's probably about forty five or older, considering the varicose veins on her legs. Also, she really does need to hydrate a little bit more because the co- the color of her urine is is of that of strong apple juice. And oh, well, I was right; we just yeah. saw her face. She's in her 40s. white trash. And she's now and she's drinking her urine. Ooh, she enjoys it though. She yeah. She just gave a refreshing. Oh, she's licking the brim up going to town. Oh, she's by a campfire. We'll buy a fire in the that house. Is, that is not a campfire. <laughs> well, it depends how rich you are. That could this be a campfire. This is someone who doesn't pay for gas heat. <laughs> uh, now she has piss in her mouth, and what is she doing? She uh, is spitting onto a piece of paper that With either a, has a picture of cum on it. I think it's girl. I think it's naked girl. She's yeah. It's a pornographic picture, and she's just oh, I, I can't see shit. Uh, that's that's those are girls in this picture. Yes, these are girls. Um, they may be attractive. I can't really tell from here, but oh, and she's she. By the way, there's books in the background. This is very. Uh, she's wearing the uniform white trash wife beater <laughs> uh, shirt, uh, blonde with bangs in her 40s or 50s, and so. she has a whole bunch of books behind her that I'm sure she's never read. But she's really oh. Oh, no. oh, okay. She's, so, so she took a big swig of urine and is letting it drip <laughs> down her chin across her disgustingly gross, flabby oh. bosom. Um, and now she's going up. She's pouring it all over her white wife beater, which is such a weird name for a shirt. But when it's complimented by the piss on the tits, it just really sends it home. Is this, is this another golden shower? Uh, yeah. Could you get the, off to this? Could you, if you were in Iraq, no, no internet. Off, this I, is the only porn you have. Uh, no, I'm going to masturbate to my mind. Uh, I um, also this woman is Caucasian. I like black women, so I. I uh, you don't have sex with white girls at all. I did once. She was. I was. Well, I was very, very drunk. You were. You have to be drunk to have sex with a white woman. Pretty much. <laughs> Not nothing against you know people of my own race. I just uh, don't like you as much. I've heard that they're. Uh, more demanding well, in the she bedroom. Just, she's really gulping that stuff too. Yeah. Did she just drink it? Yeah, she she finished the glass. Bottoms up. Oh. So I didn't look away. You didn't look. That's the first video. We got two more. If oh, you do, more. oh, if you do look away, you have to chug a whole high noon. So chug the whole high noon is left. Yes. Um, Great. So you said something interesting there. Do you only have sex with black women then, or any race besides white? Um. So I mean, I have a type. Okay, and, it's, and it's not white. Um, my type is I, I love black women. I've heard they're more demanding m- in the bedroom. Dolce has said that I couldn't handle it because they would say, your dick's cornier. They would say some crazy shit like that. No. Your dick is cornier? Like, they would, they would be more demanding. Like, it's me. not your dick that would be corny. It would be I know. Your, you as a human and how you use your dick. Your methods would be corny. But would you say they're more demanding? Well, you only have one white girl experience, so you don't know. You actually couldn't be... No, and the one white girl I was with was, wasn't very demanding at all. I think I gave her my less than D game. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and she was completely, uh, from what I was able to gather from what she said, satisfied. Um, but, it's, but I couldn't do the same moves on, on any one of the people that I've ever slept with. And, and you know, get a call back. No, of course not. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was the, the, the drunk experience with the white chick was purely... Uh, a means to an end. <laughs> <laughs> We've all have been there. So uh, speaking of white girls and 
what uh, the you want, fuck is this? <laughs> you want to you want to tell everyone what we see before I hit play? Well, what I what wait, I wait, think wait. I'm looking at is someone who has a twig up against what a looks sticker like twig. Two, Let's call it a sticker bush twig. A sticker twig with thorns up against two pomegranates. Uh, <laughs> so there's a man's balls in like a wooden noose, and his dick is being. Uh, oh, okay, so it's it's, a, it's a ball sack that. and an uncircumcised penis. Is that what an uncircumcised penis looks like? I, I feel like there's got to be more to that dick. I know that my dick does not look like that, and I am circumcised, so that but is there an has uncircumcised to, I've seen penis. enough dicks to know. I don't think I think there's you something have, else. Huh? Since this game has started, I've seen a lot of crazy shit. Okay, all right. Well, let, let's get by a play by play. Let's see what happens here. All right. So this woman is. La- Okay, he, so this guy is wearing a fucking Batman Batman mask? in a prison cell with a woman on her knees using sticker bushes on his balls. And these, this ball and dick is purple. She is poking and scratching and rubbing this thorn branch up again. This There's like a metal thing going in the middle of his balls to separate them. I really don't know how to describe what we're looking at. <laughs> I'm Batman in prison getting his balls penetrated while between a wooden board? Is yeah, the best yes, thing you could say? Yes. If you ever have seen like in those old those old depictions of people in like the what the stocks oh, oh they have yeah the they, stocks where they have their head and, and arms out and their arms uh, in a, in a plank <laughs> and they're just, and they're staying there for days and days on end that is what's happening to this guy's balls and, and it's and this this chick who's wearing the purple wig I'm guessing she's supposed to be Raven from um, I, she would be hot I think if we could see her face I don't I I am looking at her and anatomy. he's t- no. he's tightening the board he's oh. tightening the board on his balls no 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 oh no he let not, it out he let, he loosened hey. it up I guess I guess he's done he said oh well that was that was good enough for me let's see, let's see if anything happens next where did you get my oh, home Jesus. videos from by the way That's, oh but this is by Roddy Boudoir this uh, okay. oh, this guy is fucking Really? So Batman put what looks like the biggest cock ring I've ever seen. Oh, it's a, he's a, it's a penis pump, I think. You ever use one of those? No, have you? Yes. Does it work? Nope. <laughs> Does it just hurt? Yes. <laughs> and you get little, like, blood bruises. The blood trying to rise from the blood vessels through the surface of, this, of the dick skin. All right. That sounds interesting. So did you use it before sex, or did you try it beforehand, like, to see what would happen? I just bought it out of sheer interest, <laughs> and I, w- I was just like, "Oh, maybe this is, maybe this will be cool." Like, I'm all right mm-hmm. with hoping maybe make me a little bit more all right, especially with you know the black girl preference. But then when I grew up, I, I was what twenty, twenty one at the time, mm-hmm. just doing dumb young kid decisions. I'm thirty now. Okay, so you're twenty one. Yeah, I, uh, thinking I that tr- thinking that really a that any bit of that. That false, um, uh, th- these lies w- between like extends yeah, those pills uh, and I tried penis that pumps just for shits and gigs for like a month. I, was I like, will say this: they don't do anything. Extends does not do anything. Great, I'm, I'm just letting all, everything open. But <laughs> extends does not do anything for actual male enhancement in terms of growth. Mm. But if you're not someone who can like afford like Viagra, <laughs> it works for that. It, it actually does very, very well for um, stamina, holding out, mm. uh, you, know, you know, thwarting premature ejaculation. And um, also, it does put some extra oomph into your erection. It won't make you fucking mandingo, but what it will do, 
is put all the blood where it's supposed to be. Okay. But those things are not FDA regulated, so depending upon what batch you got, it might work, it might not. Hey, so protein shakes aren't either. So this is one of my favorite clips. This is was actually I was saving for Stormy, but she was supposed to be here today, but she had to do whatever Stormy has to do. And uh, she's doing being a model or something today. All right, yeah. Let's uh, let's take our headphones off and listen one more time. This is my favorite one that I've come across. By so the way, I really have to listen to this. Um, I, it's it's this, very imperative. It's, again, it's very visual. Most of these. Okay. Um, but so these two women we have seen a lot here. Do you know what this is? I believe I'm looking at two incredibly prolapsed anuses. Yes, yeah, so it's two women with their anal prolapses touching. So they're holding their ass out, and it looks like two elephant trunks. These kissing. are two women taking joy in a very serious oh. meta. What the fuck is that? <laughs> so the one woman is now sucking the other woman's prolapsed anus and really going to town. I mean, she's licking that thing clean. Now she's spanking it, spitting on it. Oh, I have a question for you about spit later. Now she's moving her prolapsed anus in and out. Whoa! She pulled her whole anus out of her body. That is not a oh, okay. That's false. That is that she just let the, the she got the wizard out from behind the curtain. That is not her anus. She can't just pull her anus out. I, I mean, that I don't. That is a dildo looking like a prolapsed anus. I, I mean, that's it's a pro according to you. If it was her real anus, she, she wouldn't. Be she's able using gloves out of her butt. But she's using gloves right now, which means she's trying to be safe. I mean, this is not. This is a woman that's not a, your average woman. She does prolapse anus stuff all day, every day. When was the last time your intestines were just nonchalantly disconnected from the rest of your body? <laughs> she pulled that whole fucker out. Yeah, that that is a dildo that looks like a prolapsed anus. That was a big, big fake prolapsed anus. Dildo. That is a big fake. Pro, yes, you're right. That is a big fake prolapsed dildo. Uh, is that what you're saying? So. My girl does this thing where if she sees fucked up videos, she tells herself that it's not real just to, in her mind, conceptualize what she just saw. Right. So she'll be like, oh, that's not real. That didn't really happen. That wasn't real! Are, is that what your brain's doing right now? No. No, that is what fact is doing right now. That was not a real prolapse anus. She took that fucker out and then put it back in. About yay big, you think? The, the size of a the, baby. The anus. Well, the size of a kid, probably. The the anal canal, whatever it is, it, it's so fucking vast and deep that can fit in there. You ever see someone fit their whole head in, in a in a anus? In a, or I, I'm not, sure not I, head, I mean, like like a, the whole fist. Oh the yeah, we've had fisting, double fisting, fisting pulling the, the pulling the prolapse anus out. Oh, I guess pulling the anus out to be prolapsed. Right. There, it is deep, dark, and cavernous. Yes, that is that is that is the Webster's definition of anus. That is, <laughs> th- there is so much room in there. Yeah, a whole fucking so, three foot long dildo could fit in someone's ass. So next time you're having sex, you're gonna think of that video. <laughs> now you will. I'm, now I'm, you I'm, will. I'm going to avoid it as much as I can. <laughs> now you will. What? The, wow. So you uh, guys are fucked up. Man. <laughs> so when Stormy was on, right, we found that according to her, Theo and Dolce will dispute this fact a hundred times. Who's Dolce? Dolce is the co-host that's got stung by a bay poor guy. Oh, okay. And um, I feel like I'm talking to like my imaginary friend. Like, right. I, I swear he's real because he was. Are these coming. folks real? <laughs> Dolce's real. So Dolce is Theo. Theo Dolce. I have all right. I have I have evidence of Theo. <laughs> Theo exists. But what came up on her episode was that black wit. Black people like to spit in other black people's mouths during sex or during right. sex. She's told that to us before. Now. Since you have sex with strictly black women, 
That is a stormy thing. I don't know what the fuck she's talking You've about. You've never spit in somebody's mouth? No! <laughs> no! Has anyone ever spit in your mouth? It's so unsanitary. <laughs> Has anyone ever spit in your mouth? No. And if they did, I would fucking sucker punch the shit. No, I can't do that. See, I can't stand spit. That If I play this game and I put on a spit video, I get puke bags because I puke right away. That's something that Ugh. I can watch. The piss thing almost got me a little bit. <laughs> I can watch shit. I can watch blood. I can watch anal prolapses. I can watch guys' dicks getting cut off. No problem. Is that what you refer to when you're just trying to you know, get off? Stuff like that? No, th- this, this is not a fun game to research for, by the way. Thankfully, Erotic Boudoir sends this to me. <laughs> Um, but when I have to do the research myself, it turns me off for like a day or two. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm not into sex right now. Cause what you have to find, I got to be honest. I'm probably the most horniest person I know. And now I don't even want to have sex. <laughs> virgin for the rest of your life. No, 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 no. Virgin for the next, maybe what? The seven to nine minutes. <laughs> Are we going to have sex here? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Yo, I have an idea for a podcast. Me, we're not having sex on the podcast. Oh, come on! Uh, so, how often do you think you get laid from singing? Um, not as much as I'd like. Um, it just happens to be by coincidence or, or circumstance that uh, the majority of the weddings that my band plays, uh, there's not a lot of black folks there, and mm. I have a type. I love black women, now, and and, and uh, I don't know. And also, I'm not the most. I'm not the most comfortable person when it comes to the approach either so, so you want to be approached that's always it's it's a lot of work that i don't have to do but um yeah for me if i talk to someone after a gig after i'm singing also it really helps that i've been like the center of attention for the pretty much the course of the night when i'm singing somewhere mm-hmm. that would warrant having someone uh, engage in a conversation with me in the first place, as opposed to just some random dude who mm-hmm. approaches someone in a bar or whatever. Um, that always helps. But because I'm such a nervous person, such an anxiety-prone and driven person, my game needs some work, bro. I got to be But honest. your singing is your wingman. Like, you don't have to open up. Right. So when I'm in a situation where I'm not singing, I have no wingman. Right. Right. So and um, but because I am I am not singing more in life more than I am singing. Yeah. So so but to, I guess to answer your question more definely um, to I don't get laid from singing. <laughs> it's so sad. As much as I would like. Also, as someone who is who is trying to at some point, uh, you know, settle down from my hoish ways. Mm-hmm. Which I have had quite a few, mm-hmm. um, and when I say n- not as much as I'd like, we're talking about fifty percent of the attempts I make. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get the chance to follow through on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, it's really hit or miss. But that also le- lends itself to a lot of uh, shallow moments. And I would like to, and I would like to just, you know, at some point get myself grounded where I'm not that guy. So you talked about earlier how you were singing for the Temptations. That was like your worst performance ever. In the crowd, there was a lot of older black women, right? No, actually. The Temptations have a crossover audience that's crazy. If you go to a Temptations concert now, there are more old white people mm. than there are old black people. So what's the oldest person you ever had sex with? I was 21. <laughs> You're like, 
Uh, I like the story. <laughs> uh, this is actually a great sexual uh, memories for me. Uh, I was 21. She was 46. That was okay. the biggest difference mm-hmm. between me and anybody else. Big age. Yeah. But she was hot, bro. Hot. Was she good? At, like, did her body hold up good? Oh, my gosh. I need to find a picture. I have. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you still talk to this person? No, I don't talk to her, but I think she's discoverable on Facebook. <laughs> Where were you at when you met this person? At a gig. <laughs> Where at? Like, which part of the world? Hawaii. Okay. Um, was she Hawaiian? No, 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 no. So she was black and part Native American. Okay. And we're talking about, oh, my God. We're talking about the hugest ass I have ever When been. you say huge, do you mean fat, like, wide? Or do you just mean, uh, I guess, like, fat, like, backwards? I don't know what you call that. Fat backwards? You mean like the, the ass is protruding through the front? Like she has like a vajumic or something? No, no. I mean like it goes out. Like her ass goes out or her ass is wide? Is she wide? Both. Or? Okay. It was wide and out. So you're an ass man. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm, a, I'm in the white girl, so boobs. Obviously, um, my girlfriend has huge boobs, so. So I got to find a picture of her when I met her. I'll tell you the story about the oldest this woman. Was, I, this is the girl. I'm. She was 46 at this time looking okay. like this. Okay. And... Look at her ass right here. Look how far this thing protrudes past her. So it looks Wait. like she's doing one of those, uh, those uh, Hawaiian dances. What are they called? A, a lei? A hula. A hula. And then she was body. also a Jet Beauty of the Week, Jet Magazine Beauty of the Week. And okay. she was 40 in this picture. Mm. This was six years before I met her. How did you woo her? Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... Uh, so what I did was just to get her phone number, she was telling me like I was at a gig, I was actually supporting someone else's gig and they called me up to sing just to mm-hmm. sit in for like two songs. And, um, I noticed right away cause like, fuck, she's gorgeous. Yeah. I love her ass. Also, she's one of those people who apparently needed a breast reduction. So mm. when I met her, she was already reduced mm-hmm. and her tits were still huge. Yeah. Well, they do a lift too. There's a whole bunch of things, but yeah. Right. Um, she said that her her tits were like almost almost twice as large when she was younger, mm. and it was hurting her back. Right. So she got it like in her thirties, and I'm like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> I, I missed out on all those. But anyway, so I was at this gig, and um, she was the roommate of a friend of mine who was performing in that band, and we kind of talked for a little bit, and we talked a bit after the gig was over in the parking lot. And she was telling me, you know what? You should sing this song. Like, black people love it. And it's, uh, which I was listening to her song, and, and which the black people she was talking to were old black people, not contemporary, younger yeah. black people, uh, at this moment from uh, Family Ties, which, yeah, forget it. But um, I was like, yeah, I never heard that song. Can you text the song to me? Oh, fucking smart, smooth as fuck. So I got her phone number that way. And and were you were you drinking at this time, or were you? Oh so- yeah, yeah, I was. I, I'll say this: I think my I think I'm more proactive, more daring with liquor in my system. See, I'm great. I I'm very much taken now, so I am in no way looking for anyone else. But when I was single, I'm very well. I'm very good at opening up. Right. I can open. I can kill it. Not a great closer, because yeah. I I often forget names very very fast, very fast. I forget name. Who are you? <laughs> Jeff. Okay, Jeff. Nice <laughs> to meet you, Jeff. Mr. Mr. Everything. Mr. Everybody. <laughs> that was on purpose. Justin. Have you ever got laid from podcasting? <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't want to expound on this story. <laughs> I, uh, so, yeah, there was, there was, I've, I've definitely, um, have slept with people who have been guests on the show before. <laughs> I, that erases a plea to fifth question, but I'm glad you answered that. <laughs> yeah. Was it like you got their phone number went before they came on because you found them attractive or during the show they got your phone number? Oh, what did I, what, the, what did I say to her? There was, there, there was, um, there was two people. Um, this first person. Oh, I remember. So, okay. So, uh, I'm, I'm not so sure that your listeners will go back to the history of my podcast and <laughs> look up who I'm talking about, but you uh, just say your name. I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> um, so this person came on, and on the show, uh, she came in with a uh, with this podcast whose main gimmick was doing podcasting well, drinking, not knowing that that's not really a special. <laughs> a special thing as where <laughs> no the word i'm using is a special not a special <laughs> oh, okay yes as um as we're doing right now yes how do i have more cans than you do right now i keep putting them by my feet oh we have the same amount of cans actually all right because you look better than i do i look like i'm just building a collection over here <laughs> i just can. put them down as i have too many things going on over here as you know as when you host the podcast there's a lot of different buttons and all these kind of things right 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 so um her podcast, they had this like this card game, mm-hmm. and it was I pulled a card and it was like take a a shot from someone's body part. Mm-hmm. So she what she did was she like lifted her shirt up, had her her titties out in her bra, mm-hmm. uh, and then put this shot glass in between her titties. And then I went over, and I was supposed to take the shot glass without using my hands. Yes. So I put my face in there, grabbed it with my teeth, and went back. Yeah. And it was actually quite fun and <laughs> then later that evening i text her uh, or actually i found her on instagram and messaged her and i was like do you believe in love and first body shot <laughs> <laughs> love and first body shot and she's like that was very creative and so then we actually went out like the next day sounds so corny but it worked so well congratulations yeah it worked out and we were we were, we were seeing each other for like a good month or so that's good month, month and a half been there so the name of the game is Plead the Fifth. What's going to happen is I'm going to issue five questions during this game. What's going to happen? And you, you know what? I'm going to play the theme song. I'm going to run that back when I'm more sober. <laughs> oh. Damn it, Justin. You know what? I've turned the music off for the porn again. I always do this. I turn the sound off for the porn and I forget about it once I start drinking. Were you drunk on uh, last week? On last week. <laughs> I wasn't drunk because you um, you left in the middle of something and was gave the most the weird wave goodbye as you left the door. I was like, oh man, he must be hot and drunk. I was nude, so I was like, oh, they must have like their own thing going on. And I was like, I got to get home because I have to wake up early. Uh, oh, okay, I don't know if you I don't know if you felt out of the loop because you weren't wearing your headphones for the most. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, I like wearing my headphones. I don't really always do because I'm hard of hearing.
The name of the game is Plead the Fifth. What's going to happen is I feel like I'm always on a bad trip whenever I listen to your theme music. Now, did you enjoy that? Which one's better? The uh, I enjoyed that very much. That you like that one a lot? That was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, that was yes, a good one. It was, it was, I feel like I needed to be high or something. You needed to be high? Yes. Okay. I, well, actually, no. The, the, the combination of the drinking that we're doing. Yes. With that audio being forced into my ear holes, yes. I felt high. It was fucking your ear. It was fucking my ear. So the name of the game is Plead the Fifth. What's going to happen is I'm going to ask you five questions. During this game, you can plead the fifth once and only once. Okay. If you do not plead the fifth, I will have to chuck a whole beer. If you do plead the fifth, you will have to chuck a whole beer. Are you ready? Well, I don't have a beer. Just, well, a high noon should be a sponsor. Yes. All right. I have. A, a can of alcoholic beverage. How about that? I got you. All right. Now, these questions, I think, are pretty good because I wrote them kind of how the questions I wouldn't want to answer. Right. I'm pretty open, by the way. Okay. Well, so. we'll see about that. All right. Go ahead. Don't, don't do that. Who is the worst guest you have ever had on your show? And we're looking for a name. Worst guest I've ever had on my show. Okay, I got to look up his name. <laughs> you don't know his name? No, because I, 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 uh, I blanked him out in my memory because he was such an asshole. Was he a musician? Uh, no. Hold on. I got to go back into my, my podcast uh, library here because he was on last year. <laughs> what was so bad about him? He was a fucking crook, dude. In what way? In the way that he owns a local business. Um, he, well, he's an aspiring actor with not much of a personality who owns a business in the area. Um, but And it's a venue that I found the name. Uh, Joshua Worlds. So he owns a venue uh, in somewhere in South Jersey. And mm. then he admitted on the show... That he has shady contracts for his artists that appear at his venue so that the venue can maintain their revenue stream during the pandemic when people weren't wanting to go out and perform anywhere. Like, that shit just is crazy to me. And then, after my uh, comedian on my podcast uh, asked him on the show straight up about some weird business practices (laughs) that, that he had... In regards to his comedy show at his venue, he got all upset and said, hey, the boys in my community or whoever, like, I can't protect you from them. Did you call him out during the show or did you say something after the show? I didn't know his character before and I actually was listening (laughs) to this guy kind of in a bit of shock. I should have been able to you know, recuperate and then, like, press on him, like, yeah. like, ask him more questions like I was on, like, Dateline or something. But uh, what are you doing here? I was like, <laughs> I'm listening. I'm like, did you really just say the way our contracts are formed? Like, yeah, we made sure that we got our money. You took money from people who couldn't. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was ah, that guy. That guy. Okay. Question two. All right. How many people have you had sex with? Now, the questions could get harder. They could get easier. You can We'll do a checkpoint here. You can do a checkpoint once. You have to come back to the question if you do make a checkpoint, though. I know a minimum. Okay, let's go with the minimum. Is that... Is that let's go... What's your minimum and maximum? Because you obviously don't know your exact number. What's your ballpark? I know for a fact it's been no less than 30 Okay, what's the most you think it could be? 40. Okay. 
It's not terrible. No, it's not terrible. Who is your worst co-host? <laughs> Need a name. On my podcast? Yeah, on your podcast, Try Jam Podcast. Go check it out. Does that, include, does that include subs? Or is it mainstays who I still have to work with from week to week? We had to go week to week just because you asked the question. <laughs> I was going to say it could be anyone that's ever co-hosted, but because of the way you asked the question, obviously. <laughs> I'm going to answer it diplomatically, but still give you a name. Can't be your name. It's not my name. Okay. All right. The worst co-host I've ever had, and I love him to death. I'll say that. I love him to death. Is Will fucking right? He's like, he's, <laughs> he is only because he gets on my fucking nerves so much. Because he eats and be, is on his phone. And he's, yes. <laughs> co-host, bro. Fucking co-host. <laughs> uh, but what he brings to the show is 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 um, the comedic relief that we need and and he's a good friend of mine i love him to death he's just, you know but we is it something that we do together we get on each other's nerves all the fucking time yeah yeah and it's because of stuff that we both do i annoy him because i'm so anal yeah about what i want and he annoys me because he doesn't care about what i ask him so it just you know it's just the way it is Co-host. i mean yeah, and everyone is their own personality. Everyone is is their uh, is their own their own being. They have their own way of thinking, their own way of doing things. And you're not ever going to be somewhere where 100 percent of the time uh, it's going to be uh, truly symbiotic, truly a a a a a, 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 uh, a a machine that works the way it's supposed to. Um, so the best thing that we can do is love each other and get the product done in the way that we can, and then I'll just edit all the shit that he says that I don't like. <laughs> That's good enough. Question four. What is the worst show to ever record out of Tri-Jam Studios? If you don't know, you also own the studio. So there's you, Dan, oh, Kyle, all own this studio. You have podcasts strictly out of there. Um, what's the worst show to ever record out of there? Oh, God. Because I thought how I thought the questions that'd be difficult for me to answer. Now remember, you still have one question after this. This could be the hardest question. This could be. The you game. want a name? A name. All these questions are names. This is plea the fifth. You are under oath. Uh, last name is Judge, and I do have a guy. One. Gonna chug the whole thing. <laughs> Yes, I pleaded fifth on that one. Okay. Congratulations. You lost the game. Shame on you and your family. Oh, really? Did I lose the game already? I thought that no. had, I thought it was my lifeline right there. Nope. That was you have now you have one more question that you have to answer because you already played the fifth. Oh shit, okay. Ready? Who is the worst person you ever had in bed? Names <sighs> are needed. <laughs> I told you not to buy out too soon. Can I can I go back to the fourth question and name name the podcast? Yes, you can. If you want to. I said you could I said there was a checkpoint option. Which we just started doing. <sighs> so you can either say the worst person you ever had in bed or the worst show that ever recorded out of Tri Jam Studios. <laughs> I hate you so much <laughs> right now. <sighs> oh, man. You know both the names, right? I know the both head. the names, and I'm just I'm like, oh, which one do I care less about? <laughs> I hate you so much, dude. You're a fucking asshole. <laughs> I told you, I knew this was going to be a difficult one because it was questions that I knew I wouldn't answer. And I was like, this is a white guy bald with a beard that has a podcast. So he has the same mindset as me. He can't say these two answers, but. All right, I'll give you an answer, all right? Which one? 
Her name is Janine. Uh-huh. Was she the white girl? No. What was so bad about her? <sighs> I fucking hate you, man. <laughs> what was so bad about her? People are curious. Why did your voice just go up like three octaves? When I get excited, my voice goes up. Maybe you sound like a Tasmanian devil, bro. <laughs> so what is the answer? What was so bad about her? She dead fish? She... No, 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 no. She was um, selfish. So she got hers really fast? Um, she always invited me over for sex on the predication that she get hers first. Um, Did she come fast, or was it like... No. So what it would be like, especially the last couple of encounters... Um, How long ago was this? Four months ago? Okay, so pretty it, recent. It was the last time. Mm-hmm. But we had had this, this on-off relationship. Well, it wasn't even a relationship. It was on-off encounters for the better part of like three years or so. Mm-hmm. And she would always invite me over... To just eat her out. Uh, what? Be- because I was apparently the only one who had enough skills <laughs> to get her to the where she wanted to be from that experience. Do you regret getting her there the first time? You're like, hey, Considering how much I would do it and then she wouldn't return any favors. Yeah. Yes. And what's but, your technique then? Huh? What's your technique? What's my technique? Oh, the alphabet helps. I mean, it's it's just. Uh, what do you mean the alphabet helps? A B C D E F G H I J K. All you know, spelling the alphabet out with your tongue. But I mean, I can't even say that. It's the the biggest technique that I can offer mm-hmm. for for is not even something that works for me. It's being a attentive and well listening person mm-hmm. to be able to hear from her responses and also to be able to sense from her bodily actions mm-hmm. what is working and what's not mm-hmm. so you go th- you, you you go through a whole bunch of probably what is essentially dog shit until you find something that is getting positive responses and then you fucking stay there until she tells you to do something else right see i had a problem when i first started eating girls out was I watched porn like a lot of guys to figure out what sex was. And the worst thing you can do, especially for eating girls out, is watch porn. Because what they do is they start to smack the pussy and then they're just like terrible. Yeah, that's all show. Yeah. That's all show. The girls don't want that. And then, and then when she uh, actually, when we, when we graduated for me actually fucking, because um, uh, I, like, I was going on, I was going over there all the time because I liked how she looked. Um, I, I loved every part of her um and i was like i can't wait to smash but she wasn't letting me for the longest time and then when we actually were smashing give me nothing so, so it's the combination of being selfish mm-hmm. me doing all the work and her giving me nothing how did you meet her <laughs> hinge so you went on hinge and you said i would love to eat your pussy is that how it started or no, she just invited no, you no over? no 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 so actually we first got together because um, like the day that we first had any kind of sexual activity, she actually FaceTimed me. She called me an asshole before we even got together. Mm-hmm. Appar- I, and she's an asshole too. She is uh, a fucking... Um, she has a higher income and then has like the mentality of like a rich bitch. Yeah. 
that it, I just I can't vibe with. This is not a real personality that you're having. Right, right. And your entitlement. You're wasting the, her time. The way you, yeah, the way you act with folks. I'm like, I can't see you being liked by very many people on a personal, even friendship level at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking bitch. <laughs> okay, so I guess I know how it ended. Fucking cunt. I don't give a shit. I said cunt. He said it. I said it. Done it. Fuck you. And I'm guessing you guys still funky, don't talk anymore. Funky, pussy, fucking cunt, pussy. I'm guessing you guys don't talk anymore, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> because what happened was I asked out her sister the same day that we went, hooked up the last time. <laughs> and then she found out about it. That's a that's a ballsy move. Yeah, yeah, it was. I was drunk. But uh, it was... Um, Who was better looking, her or her sister? Sister. <laughs> Did you have... Did you get with her sister? No. No, 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 no. She put no. a stop to it real fast. No, no, no. What happened was her... Um, I can't believe I'm saying all this shit. Fucking high noon. <laughs> Should be a sponsor. <laughs> Should be a sponsor. Um, sorry about that. Uh, podcast studio owner, by the way. <laughs> uh, what? No. So, damn, I can't believe I'm talking about this. So, so um, <laughs> I asked her. I was. I had gotten really drunk at a gig. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, I want to have sex with somebody. So I was looking up. Who do I have options? And I was like, I had befriended her sister on Instagram a couple months prior, but we hadn't really interacted. And I messaged her. I was like, uh, what could I do to convince you to come out and meet me for a drink tonight? Yeah. And she was like, oh, where are you? I'm like, I'm in Trenton. It's like, oh, it's a little bit far away, but maybe another time. I'm like, all right, cool. Cool. Okay. Oh, 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 cool. That's not what I said. <laughs> that was the high noon uh, telling me what I was saying. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, and then... And then, so when her sister was like, no, I get home, was like, you know what, I'm not done looking for ass, so let me go and like, talk to the girl I was actually messing with, her, yeah. si- her sister, and I was like, hey, I called her up, and I was like, hey, so what are you doing right now? She's like, who is this? <laughs> she had her, she had, like, deleted my number. Yeah. It's like, hey, no, it's Kyle. And I was like, really? You're calling me right now? I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like. It's like, what do you want from me, Kyle? Because we keep going off and on and stuff like that. It's like, I just want to eat you out, and that's all. Which is not the case. <laughs> not <at all. laughs> that wasn't the case. That was my that was my segue. Um, and then, uh, so then we did what we did. It was, it was a pretty long night. Um, and then, like the next day was Mother's Day, so that so she's going over to meet her mother and her two sisters. Yeah. And I gotta let you, so. Between my walk from her apartment to walking her to her car, yeah. she is singing at the almost at the top of her lungs for people to hear in the complex yeah. that she's in. She's got like she's like in this apartment <laughs> complex that has rows of these buildings. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? Yeah, yeah, almost yeah. like this place that we're at right now. And um, she's singing from the front door to her car. I got dick last night. I got dick last night. And uh, it must have been good because also like I ate her out too and she came like she, when she came she fell off the bed which yeah. was like such a huge ego boost for me um, and I can only imagine that she got to this brunch with her mother and her sisters and she started bragging and then showed her who I was yeah it's like oh wait a second I talked to him yesterday too <laughs> so she realized that she was the backup 
I think that's what happened. Because she, if she looked at the time signatures, I messaged her about two hours before I called her. And Not a good moment for did me. Did she call you and confront you on this or just text She you? texted me and was like, oh, so you were asking out my sisters on Instagram. Cool. And then she, like, blocked me. It doesn't sound as crazy as I thought it was going to be. What do you mean? I mean, you were like, she's a fucking cunt, this, that, and the other. Oh, okay. No, all the stuff that happened afterwards, like, like the, she blocked me, and then she would unblock me to tell me just some, like, really, like, vile shit, and then block me again before I could respond. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and and it wasn't, like, that the, that moment I just described, like, I didn't describe just the trying to have a conversation with her, mm-hmm. where she let loose all of the ways that she was... <laughs> A, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Privileged. Yeah. That she was better than you. Yeah, that she was better than you and other people. Right. Like she would talk down to the waitress kind of thing? She could if she wanted to. I never saw her do that. But she, like, her last text message to me was, you have nothing to offer high-earning women. What did she do for work? Uh, Pharmaceuticals. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, not not drug dealers. She worked in a pharmaceutical company. I, I understand, but yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm impressed by her, but I understand that how she made the money. Yeah, yeah. So yes, she made a lot of money doing. Was something. she older? No, okay. well, no, she was old. She's older than me. How old are you? Twenty nine, right? Thirty. 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 When I met her, I was twenty eight. She was thirty. Okay, so not that much older. Yeah, she was a virgin then. I feel like I gotta pee again. Do you want another high noon, or do you? Have you know to what? Pay? No, I have to pee too. Go pee. Let's right. go pay, then we'll be back, and we'll get back to Let's it. Let's pee together. No, I'm just kidding. Swords! <laughs> yeah, so what did I say last? Fuck, if I remember. She was a virgin. She was a scary bear. <laughs> she was a hairy bear. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so what are you best at? Say you're going down to Georgia, and you're going to play the fiddle against the devil. What's your fiddle? Is it singing? Is it songwriting? Is it podcasting? It's definitely not songwriting. I'll tell you that. <laughs> It is not my my. Uh, I've I've looked at like notebooks of lyrics I've written. I'm like, what fucking fifth grader wrote this shit? <laughs> I am I am not a good songwriter. Um, there is a uh, a group of people over at the uh, label that I'm working with right now called Climax Entertainment, and they're really helping me out with uh, writing uh, better songs mm-hmm. and helping me produce some you know good good content and good music. Um, uh, I think that if I'm going to Georgia to play the fiddle. With the devil, it's yes. I'm not playing the fiddle. I, what is your I fiddle? my fiddle um, is my head game. No, uh, my fiddle <laughs> is my <laughs> to, to rich white or to rich black women. Right. <laughs> wow, watch yourself, rich white women. Ooh, uh, uh, no. Um, it is uh, definitely. Oh man, that's a good question. I think it's either going to be singing. Or it's just going to be uh, general creative production. Mm-hmm. And that includes uh, podcasting, uh, video editing, graphics, all that type of stuff. Like what we offer at TriJam Studio is uh, an opportunity for folks who don't have a means to an end for any of those things to have those things done for them. Of course mm-hmm. that costs, but... Um, between myself, uh, Dan Kane, and Kevin Ward, all of us are very, very proficient at various things. I think um, I have been editing audio, editing video, doing graphic design, and uh, general just producing of products since I was in middle school. And that is 
something I take great pride in is the quality of my work and the quality of, of my production skills. It's what led me to try to get into radio for a very, very long time before radio decided they didn't want me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. I think that it's either going to be performing and singing and entertaining because that's another sh- strength I have, or you know, general creativity. Okay. So, what do you think your best lyric you ever wrote was? Since you just said that, my best lyric was "I want to sip you like lemonade." <laughs> that's kind of like the uh, what's that song? Watermelon sugar. Watermelon sugar. Hi. Is it was like a similar thought process to like. Uh, <laughs> to eating vagina, I guess. Yeah, that's what I meant. It so there, it was a demo that I had written, and I, I meant that facetiously. By the way, it's not the best lyric I've ever written, but <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was actually there's a song that exists called "La La La Lemonade," and uh, <laughs> and the concept was I want to sip you like lemonade, meaning I want to eat you out. But are you really into this, by the way? Because this is I, a- I do like it, and, and and but what people heard. Was that I wanted to drink this chick's piss. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. I want to sip you like lemon, especially if it's a yellow liquid. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, I get it. Yeah. Not what I meant, but I get it. So that song never came out. <laughs> Is that the first thing your producer said was, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you want to do? Oh, actually, I produced it myself. So I was like, and then I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Do you really want to do this? Probably not. I, in fact, the narrative of that song was so fucking vile. And not and not characteristic of me as a person when it comes to a lot of things. Like, yes, I enjoy Conal Angus as much as anybody else. Yeah. But I'm not going to treat you like shit along the way. <laughs> Unless you treat me like shit. You should just replace it with Kool-Aid instead of lemonade. Same. I want to sip you like Kool-Aid? It has... I don't know I if it has the same like cool swag to it, but it has the same ending, so it still rhymes with whatever you had in that song. I needed three syllables. Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. <laughs> hey, Eminem can do anything with... He can rhyme any word, so if he can rhyme uh, orange, you can find a way to make... Did he rhyme cool. orange? What did he rhyme orange with? Porridge. But the way he says it, it's the way he says things. It's just like... I've never heard that before. What song was it? No, don't, don't he was on question. Jimmy Kimmel. That's what, He was on Jimmy Kimmel, and then he said, I can rhyme orange with porridge, and then... Just the way he says things is just how he... It's it's the reason he's the best rapper of all time. Okay. <laughs> so, wait, what's your... So, you have a lot of old school taste. What's, like, your um, Ru- Mount Rushmore of music in general? Like, four favorite bands slash singers of all time. Holy shit. It could be wanna... anyone. It could be a rapper, and it could be an R&B artist. It could be a country star. It could be whatever you want. Hmm. Hell, man, that's a great question that I'm not prepared for. I would say that, first and foremost, as we have all probably guessed, the Temptations are my favorite. And they're like the the George Washington. All five of their heads are getting crammed into George Washington's head on Mount Rushmore because they have had a 60-year-long history mm-hmm. with, I think at this point, 20, fucking 26, 27 different members that have come in and out of the group and have maintained... Um, relevance, not currently, but maintain relevance all the way up and through like the 90s and early 2000s uh, with hits and Grammys and stuff um, with such a, an array of talent. Next to them, um, all the folks I'm going to give you is old school folks because that, that, is, that is where I get my chops from. Those are the folks who I listen to. Um, Marvin Gaye, Freddie Jackson, and um, 
probably hmm, I would say Luther Vandross, Anthony Hamilton, and Maxwell. Those are my core singular artists. Mm-hmm. It could be a band, too. It could be anyone. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I'm not a band guy. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, I am Temptations a ba- themselves are a band. So. They're a group. It's a difference. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's like boy bands are, weren't even really boy bands. They were singing groups that were stupid. Uh, but, um, yeah, so, so, so I, I mean, I look, when I look at entities and I look at artists, I look at, like, the singular ones trying mm-hmm. to, you know, figure out their skills, their chops. So it's like, if temptations aside, it is always going to be Marvin, Freddie Jackson, Luther Vandross, Anthony Hamilton, and um, I think I named somebody else, but I can't remember who it was. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Who's Freddie Jackson? Freddie Jackson? What? Who is that? Oh, my gosh. Who is it? Freddie Jackson was a very... Oh, he still is. Um, In fact, I work with him. So, um, uh, Freddie Jackson (laughs) is a R&B singer whose chart-topping heyday was like the mid to late 80s into the early 90s. He had this song out called You Are My Lady, which is like his national anthem. Mm Mm-hmm. Also had like Rock Me Tonight, Have You Ever Loved Somebody, um, Jam Tonight. Very, very dynamic vocal performer. Okay. That his ability, especially at that time, was really, really unmatched. Is he part of the Jackson family or no? No, 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 no. no. Okay, I had to ask because of the the time period. No, 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 no. No, uh, if you ever get a chance, what kind of music do you like to listen to? So I'll give you my top five. Okay. But I listen to everything. Uh, number one, Johnny Cash. Really? Yeah. Number two, Queen. Number three, uh, oh, shit. I'd go Nirvana. I've heard of oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, Johnny Cash, Queen, Nirvana. Ah! Frank Sinatra. Fifth one, fifth one. It always changes. Right now, I'm really into Green Day. Uh... Little Dicky could be in there. Little Dicky's my—he's my dream guest for the okay. show. He's a lot of people's dream guest. He's funny. Um, wow, we are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> who's your dream guest? Uh, my dream guest. Who? Who's my dream guest? Ooh. My dream guest is Drake. Drake? I think he's so. I think he's so corny. I not, and not because and it's purely for selfish reasons. <laughs> I wouldn't say that I'm particularly a fan of his music because I don't listen to a lot of his music. What I appreciate is his career mm-hmm. and his influence and his mindset on how he gets things done. Mm-hmm. I guess the the next step down from that for me would be Kanye, but I don't I don't like Kanye that much because Red Hat. Not even he's Insane, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Insane, and 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 I don't, and I, and people like him because of that. I, I don't, don't get it. I don't understand his appeal, um, as a as a person and what his, his values are. Um, the his last marriage, I don't get that. Um, but as far as like Drake, um, starting off as an actor, mm-hmm. as the wheelchair kid from Grassy. <laughs> I don't understand, like, how he got to where he was because growing up at our age, like, DMX was, like, you know, like, it went from, like, Tupac to, like, 
Biggie and like Eminem and DMX, like these hard dudes. And then now it's just like, it doesn't matter. I mean, not being so affluent in rap and hip hop and stuff like that. What I what I really can understand is uh, the business practice and the drive, and and I can appreciate the um, um, reinvention of oneself mm-hmm. to keep yourself current. What is that? He's in his what forties now, something I like have that. No idea, but so, I mean, I mean, the music game. The only people who are popping in their forties are people who have been there since their twenties. This is someone who has survived the entertainment industry yeah. for a very, very long time, starting with acting, getting their way into the music game, and now being such an influence where just the mention of someone else on their platforms can jumpstart the career of somebody else. That's a lot of power. Yeah, it's hard. Entertainment is so difficult because you can never really let off the gas. Like That's where the one-hit wonders come from, where they're like, I'll, say, I'll sing Ice Ice Baby. And then I'll let it off. You a little sing bit. Ice Ice Baby? Can you do it right now? Dun, and first of all, it's dun, a dun. rap song, so you're going to sing Ice Ice Baby? <laughs> They're singing in it. Ice Ice Baby. So, so, ding, so he does ding, do ding, both ding, of those ding. things. So he performs Ice Ice Baby, right? right? Then he lets off the gas. I'm not saying he wasn't talented enough to keep going. I don't know. He could have been. Vanilla Ice was a joke, bro. Yeah, I'm, not, I, I'm just using him as a like, a, like the funky dance is your chance. Like there's people that just came out as one hit wonders, and as soon as you let off the gas. You're you're forgotten about the the reason why Vanilla Ice is still even mentionable now is because of how much of a funny thing he is. <laughs> Between the hair, the gimmick, like he was like that was what Eminem tried to not be. <laughs> Eminem's my favorite rapper. Of all he time. was like Vanilla Ice was like the white corny MC Hammer, and MC yeah. Hammer was a little bit corny himself. Mm-hmm. So I recently put out a video where I said during this up. Ep- during uh, this last episode that came out was, it was the one that was live at Top Tomato. <clears throat> and during the show, I said, I think it's bullshit when people say they wouldn't suck dick for a million dollars. I saw the clip, yeah. Yeah, so this one went a little popular on uh, YouTube, so I'm going to watch a video on YouTube. Um, would you suck dick for a million dollars? No. How much money would it cost? Million five. A million and five dollars. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have my dignity. I don't mean, I don't, you know, we all can say what we would say in yeah. the moment without actually having a million dollars placed in front of the yeah. faces. Yeah. <laughs> How much would it cost for you to eat shit? Last episode that hasn't been released yet, I said $50,000. To eat shit? Yes. Now, that's your average, that's the average income of a person in America. You come, they knock on your door once a year. They go, and they say, here's your yearly shit, your annual shit. All you have to do is eat this. You get fifty thousand dollars. You don't need the work. I need ten thousand dollars right about now. Maybe <laughs> so ten thousand. Who, who knows? I mean, uh, maybe fifty sounds about right. I don't know. What is shit really? <laughs> what is it? What is shit? We're all actually. Sh- we're all made of shit. We're all pieces of shit, human yeah. beings. Uh, <laughs> How much to jerk a dick off? Can I? <laughs> why are you asking me these fucking <laughs> questions? It was something that came up in the last half, the most. Well, the, I guess top tomato episode. I said a hundred thousand. Do I, I don't have any beer to chug? Do I? <laughs> uh, there is more high noons out there. Actually, you know what? I want one of these. There's a jack. Can you give me a? You're drinking jack. I'll do jack too. Yes. I bring something new every episode. I used to do an IPA based off of every guest, but I got so fat. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't working out, and I was drinking IPAs every week on the podcast alone. On or? the podcast, and I was getting so drunk because IPAs. 
Got two of those, yeah. Yep. I don't understand how cans work. Half the time it gets on your chest. But IPAs were getting me so fucked up. Like, really? They'd be like 11% alcohol. You'd be chugging them. Really? Yeah, IPAs will fuck I you I didn't up. know that. Yeah. All right, so what was your question? How much to jerk off a dick? <sighs> 100K, could you do it for? I could do it for 100K. <laughs> 50K. No. <laughs> 75. Maybe not to completion. I don't know. <laughs> See, I was in a. So I was based in Germany at one point, right? Oh, you jerked up a lot of dicks for 50K in Germany? I was making bank. No. So I went to Amsterdam for a weekend, and there you could go to a massage parlor and they would jerk you off, right? Now they said, as soon as you walk in, hand jobs come with it, no sex. But when you get in there, the girl says, no hand job unless you pay me. And you're like, your dick's already out and she's already playing with it, right? So she's like 50 euro to jerk you off. So you just hand it to her. But what she does is, before she like really jerks you off, she puts a glove on. So I was like, you can put a glove on, and you're you just don't even have to look. Fifth, I said 100k. I might go 75. Like, you're not even. And well, I'm glad to know your price. Let's move on. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> yes, yes. So you've actually sung with the Temptations before, yes? Yes, recorded and performed on stage. Yes. What was it like performing and singing with your idols? Oh, it was a dream come true. Like, was it an out-of-body experience where you were, like, oh, I'm ner- so nervous to do anything? Absolutely. And it was very um, humbling as, and also a, a learning experience at the same time. Because, um, so the first time I was ever, I, the first time I ever spent in a professional recording environment was with The Temptations. Before that, I was just doing stuff on my own. Was it, did it seem like, was it professional because they were there and they seemed normal? And you were just nervous, or was it that the way they record is more professional than the Both. average? Rec- Both. Um, um, they're great dudes. I mean, uh, but let's be honest. Like since since I recorded with them, they've had like four personnel changes. <laughs> right. Like they're not they're not a group that can maintain a lineup for very long. Um, so, so the group that I recorded with, um, to watch them. So, so the first, like, so the first song I recorded for my project with them was, was a cover of their song called "Treated Like a Lady," and this is a song that they've been performing since 1984 in the various different lineups that they've had. But it's been a song that the group has consistently performed since 1984 when they recorded it. Um, to watch them just rehearse their background vocals against the template of my lead vocals on the track that we're listening to in the control room effortlessly mm-hmm. harmonies amazing yeah it was like oh these are pros right here in front of me i can learn so much so it did was, you walk it, was in, it was crazy did you walk in with an audio audio re- already recorded or did you record with them in the room um so the way that that song happened was I, I went out to LA I recorded my lead vocals on day one on day two the temptations were there to record their backgrounds okay so you were already they weren't there in the studio when you actually Otis, sung Otis was there to maintain um, uh, preservation of the material right <laughs> to let me know when if I was fucking up or not mm-hmm. um, but then like the next day Ron Tyson and Terry Weeks and Willie Green were um at that time, a four-fifths of the group were there to sing background. 
The guy who was in the group at the time, Larry Braggs, was not invited to the recording session because he would normally sing lead on that song during the mm-hmm. concerts, and he wasn't needed, so they just had the background um, vocals present, the other four Temptations there right. to record their background vocals there. And they recorded their shit, man. Like, I think they recorded each background part three times just to stack up the mm-hmm. thickness of the vocal, but they were all there, like standing around four different microphones, mm-hmm. singing their parts. And where it took me the better part of an afternoon into an evening to record my lead, it took them about an hour, if that, to record the background parts. It was insane. So when you're in the studio, if I go to a studio and I'm watching another podcast or a musician perform, I have to pee all the time. I got to do all these things, right? Are you, like, too nervous to even move? Are you just trying to (laughs) sit there holding your knees? It's funny. So during the recording of that same project, um, not so much the first session, the but when I went back to LA, uh, like a month later to record the rest of the project, um, they were serving like this tea, <laughs> yeah, in the studio to help me out. Like I needed, like I, my voice was a little uh, rough. Now my voice is fragile. I'll be the first to admit it. After a while of use, my voice will will diminish, um, and so I was constantly drinking tea. So I yeah I peed. I had to go pee like every ten minutes. I, <laughs> I like, pee all the time. Like, dude, I, I pee so often. Yeah, I mean, everyone we, knows that. We, we learned that today. Uh, like, I'm telling the producer. I'm telling the producer in the studio. Like, I know I just peed ten minutes ago. I gotta go. So yeah. I, I, just, I, just, I just went over. Like, I, I was constantly exiting the studio, the booth to go pee, <laughs> which is it became a running gag during the during the you know the whole weekend that we yeah. were recording. We recorded the entire project accumulatively in like what three days. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Was, is this just one song? And a whole day of that time spent peeing. Yes. Yeah. So one song took three days? Is that how long? It- uh, so Treat It Like a Lady took one day on my part, the one, and then an additional day for the Temptations to go do their part, but they didn't need a whole day. Um, they needed like an hour and a half. And then I went home. I came back a month later to finish the project, the EP that we did, and um, I recorded... Three more songs over the course of two days, and that's lead and background vocals. Were they nice or mean? Ooh. Or were there the temptations? Were, oh, they were great. None they of were them great. were mean? Um, none of them were like, ah, fucking white boy. <laughs> there, might have been, there was one guy, and I'm not going to name names, despite uh-huh. how much you asked me to do it, um, who, uh, he's, he's an old school guy from Philly. He's like, he wasn't mean. In fact, he was actually very informative and and helped me um he gave me a lot of suggestions on how to uh execute certain lines of uh, vocalization but he wasn't the warmest person in the room he spoke matter of factly kind of yes he was like you need to do this yeah pretty instead much. of you should do this he said you need to kind of thing pretty much like do it like this. <laughs> yeah, like you're you're not doing it right. And it's and, and that's up to him. If he's not a warm person, he's not a warm person. That's cool. Yeah, uh, that's fine. And like, he, but he, but but he never was mean to me. Right. I'll say that he wasn't ever mean. He just wasn't the most open. Yeah. Socially, yeah. 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 And, and, and I mean, some people are like that. He's in his seventies. He's he's been through the business his yeah. entire life. He's you know it's just he is uh, what he is now is the outcome of what he's done. And that's and that's, I mean, when you go through. When you get that many battle wounds yeah. in this business, you're allowed to be that way. Mm. You are. Absolutely. And I respect him. Also, he's a, he's a dude from Philly. Yeah. We know who those guys are. <laughs> are you performing tonight? Yeah. 
<laughs> How do you think it's going to go with your level of drunkness? I mean, I got fucking, what time is it? Uh, Three o'clock. F- four hours to get better. Do you, like, go home and sleep at all, this kind of thing, or do you just, like... Well, if I had more time, I would, but now I have no time. I'm just, I'm gonna, <laughs> I got a gig tonight from 7 to 9. I'm doing a two-hour concert in Washington Township. By the time y'all hear this, you're not going to be able to come. It's going to be a month from now, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's um, Washington Township, um, Lake Park, something like that. So we're doing a, a two-hour show there. Do you already know your set? Like, do you already know the songs you're going to sing? No. You just show up and say, I'm gonna, I want to sing this song? Well, I mean, I'm not the leader of that band. So it's, you just do background vocals? Or no, 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 no. I sing lead, but um, there was like three of us, three or four of us who also sing lead. So, um, and it's like, it's one of the best gigs ever. This is, this, is, this is a band that I just recently joined. I was in another band for a year and a half where I was the straight up front man for all four hours of a gig. And I'll tell you nothing wears out a fragile voice than singing 95% of the songs each and every set for yeah. four hours. Now I'm getting paid the same amount of money to do significantly less work, <laughs> which is cool. I still get to go out there and do my thing. I, get, I still get paid, um, we, we, and we book a lot of events from each. Every public event that we do, we book like two or three private events, mm-hmm. which is amazing. It's great. And it's so much more money. Um, and it's like people who aren't doing this, if you're going to be in like the cover band game, mm. if you're not doing shit like this, you're foolish. <laughs> I got to be honest. Um, now, with that said, I'm still recording and releasing music of my own. Right. But in the interim, I'm not going to deny myself a right to eat. <laughs> yeah. Weddings, you make. I, I, I had a wedding, so I know. Yeah. It's a lot of money. I didn't even get a band because. Crazy expensive. Yeah, I don't course. even know. I don't even know what the asking price of my band is. I just know what I get paid individually, and you got to split that money eleven ways. So, <laughs> so, are you looking for a relationship now? You said you you yeah. want to get married. How are you trying to find somebody? How am I trying to find somebody? Hinge. Uh, you said hinge earlier. I, I, I've given up. <laughs> to be honest, so the the dating apps, Hinge, Tinder, all that stuff. That's just. That is just really just a, a, a an avenue to ass <laughs> in the interim. Right. I mean, you might be able to find somebody on those things. It's just that I don't view the apps as a way to find a bride. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would much rather meet my future wife organically, and. Um, but I'm not going to deny myself sex while I'm while I'm <laughs> while I'm waiting for that. So in the interim, I'll I'll partake. But so what is something that so you're saying it's just for sex is because you met certain people there, and obviously that you've gotten a vibe from that most of these people on these apps have the same kind of vibe. What vibes turn you off right away to possibly wives? Like are you like they're red flags kind of uh, like, being, like being dumb as doornails? <laughs> I, that that is a huge turnoff. There's <laughs> There are some people, and I hate to say this because it sounds so you know crazy, but um, there are some people that you and I or anyone listening who will come across who fulfills one purpose in our life, and that's it, <laughs> and that is a receptacle. <laughs> I mean, I did the dating apps between the whore who I talk about, yeah. my ex, my now relationship, so there were girls that in between. I enjoyed, but there was like, there's some things that just turn me off right away, like 
it's not the money they make. It's kind of like how you were talking about, like the, the arrogance they have with how much money they make. Right. And right. when they talk down about people. Right. Right away. I can't stand a bad person. I can't stand a, a mean person. I don't care how nice your ass is, how big your tits are, yeah. how flat your stomach is. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much plastic surgery you put in your face. If you're a mean person, you're die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you. I don't like you. And and that's ultimately what I'm looking for is a intelligent, uh, well-rounded, motivating force mm-hmm. um, as well as someone who I'm physically attracted to. So if you were to make your Barbie for sex, this could also be your wife, but it's just you're just making your Barbie. So you're at Build-A-Bear making your Build-A-Bear sex bear. What do they look like? What do they look like? Ebony. Um, <laughs> Obviously a black girl. Go on. Yeah. Is it a certain skin tone? Are we talking about sex or just relationships or all? So somebody that... Mm. So this is just somebody you're going to have sex with. This is your perfect mold of a sex person. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. That, that's much simpler. Um, huge ass, tiny waist, big tits, pretty face, black. That's it. What tone? Do you have like a tone that you like? You like darker skin, lighter skin... Um, just, you know, not lighter than a certain point. <laughs> That's all. Uh-huh. Like, light-skinned black women are, are gorgeous to me. Dark-skinned black women are gorgeous to me. I think I've actually appreciated the visage of more darker-skinned women. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? And to be honest with you, I tend to be really, like, infatuated with, uh, like, African women. Island, like, island women with darker skin tones, with, like, you know... Like, from, like, St. Thomas or Jamaica kind of girls? Something like that, yeah. You know, you know, with the, with the, with the real, like, you know, they, they got the, um, the locks. Okay. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Like, I, I love a, I love a nice dark skin tone. Sorry, I'm getting text messages. It's all good. I got my pocket going crazy, too. We're going to wrap it up real soon here. So, do you want kids? Yes. How many kids do you want? Three. I feel like a lot of people say three. Yeah, four is too much, two is too little. So do you want how many girls and how many boys do you want? I want all boys. All boys? If I can if I can control that, mm-hmm. like all boys, because and I think it's all relative to who you are and what you're prepared to do. I'm not prepared to defend my daughter against all these other dicks that want to get inside of her in high so school. So many dicks want to like get that. into your daughter. Nah, man. I know it's like and, and I feel like <laughs> if I was someone's father with any of the women that I've been with. I'd be like, oh, I would have like a, a gun in all my hip at all times. And it's, I, I, <laughs> because cause I know how karma works. Yeah. If I have a daughter, which probably will happen because of the way I've lived my life, <laughs> I'm going to have dudes, uh, guys, boys after my daughter the same way that I've been after these people's daughters my entire life. Yeah, it, it's fucked up, but it's going to come back eventually to haunt both of us. Right. I, I moved to Germany when I was 18, 21 when I was Vegas, or Vegas when I was 21. So Jesus. You're lucky. I wanted to move to Vegas, bro. It was the best time of my life. I love being hot. I hate being cold. I hate living on the East Coast. Despise it. Mm. I live here now because I have a house. Well, see, here's the difference. I love being cold. I hate being hot. Because I can always put on more layers, and I can always dress up fancier. And I'm that guy. I like dressing up You'll get when I used can. to the heat, though. So I want to live... I don't I'm ever... too skinny to wear regular t-shirts, dude. 
It looks like two broomsticks coming out of a cake. <laughs> you did say, you said probably medium on your shirt, which I thought was funny. Most black guys, by the way, are medium. Yeah. I thought everyone was extra large because I'm XL, but I've been wearing XL since I was a 32 waist. Like, I've always been XL. Was that your skinniest, 32? I mean, I was... As a kid, I was probably skinny. When you did that fucking bullshit PT test in the Air Force, and they measured your stomach circumference? 30. What was the 30 or 31. What was the skinniest? 30 or 31, one of those. 27. That's crazy. And that's... I've all, I like to wear baggy clothes, though. Like, no matter right. what, like, this is the tightest shirt I'll wear. Okay. I don't like to be constricted at all. I fucking move no. hands a lot. You don't like to be constricted? I don't. It's not like a fetish? I don't like to be constricted. Really? Okay, so if... How would you interpret my question about constriction in a sexual manner? What is constriction to you? And do you like it or not? I mean, you obviously you don't like it, but what about that don't you like? So if we're talking about tied up like this, I'm fine. This is okay. You like being uh, bound. I don't like to, but I will be bound. Okay. But if my arms are by my side, I freak the fuck out. Really? I don't know why. Like, even like... Like this, like if my arms are tucked to my side, so say my girl wants to sleep, like she's sleeping next to me, right? And she comes like this, and I can't move my arm, or I'm like, like she's like leaning on my chest like this. Say she's here, my arm's constricted to my side, I freak out, I go, get off me. Right, I have the same problem, but I have Asperger's, so it's, it's a little different. <laughs> you have Asperger's? Yeah, dude, I'm on the spectrum, like for real, crazy. I also have Tourette's, so I don't know if, you, if the listeners have been able to hear me blow air out of my nose the entire, like I, I have this tick, my tick now is... <laughs> And that's something I have involuntarily. So, I think I have it. My girl says I have Tourette's, kind Re- of, really? where I have to crack my bones and crack my shoulder. Really? My tick used to be cracking my neck. And mm. before that, it was flexing my abdomen muscles. And before that, it was snorting. In first grade, like my, fir- my first, no, in first grade, my first, like, really crazy Tourette's tick that, all, that ever caused me discomfiture was <laughs> that kind of thing. See, I I've met somebody in the military that did this with their shoulder. If you go back to my episodes, you'll see me do it all the time now. Really? I can't stop. I also crack my wrist. So I guess I kind of have like, I don't, we don't have the audible one where we, we have, say, we have, we have ticks. Yeah. Right. Ticks. She says I'm also OCD. I do things in threes that aren't noticeable to the average person. Like in my mind though, I can categorize it as three. What do you mean? If, Give me an example of threes. So right now I'm turning my chair. I have to do it three times. Left, right, left. Did you just do it because you were going to bring it up? <laughs> no, well, yes, that I did. But in my brain, I, I do it all the time unconsciously where I just do things in threes. No, you know, right. No, I usually have to fuck three women at a time. Yeah. That's, that's my it's just how you get your dick hard. It's, it's how you do it. Have you ever had a threesome? No, I wish. What's Have your you? biggest sexual fantasy? No, I haven't. Threesome is at the top. Mm-hmm. Because I would love to have a double blowjob, I'm telling you. Just to start with, and then have you know the, the the option of variety. Do you think you could pull off a threesome sexually? I'm talking about like performance wise. Uh, with the right medication, yeah. <laughs> Viagra should be a sponsor, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I'm, I'm I, like obviously I'm in a relationship now, so I don't want to. But when I was growing up, I wrote this bucket bucket list. In middle school, because I, I found out what a bucket list was. So I was like, oh, I want to have this bucket list. So I you wrote know, it's a such bu- a deep concept. It's hard to gather. Right? Yeah, so <laughs> I wrote a bucket list out, and my mom found the bucket list. She said, what is this? I said, oh, that's my bucket list. She goes, this has threesome. She's like, what is that? She knew what it was, obviously. <laughs> I hope so. And I go, well, I want to have sex with two women at one time. And it was just like a bunch of so different she, things. Your mom's all this? 
My mom found the list. Oh, I had funny. a drawer where I put all my things, which obviously is probably a big mistake because she can find it anytime. But Are you, do you have a close relationship with your mother? Now I don't even talk to her. I haven't talked to her in years. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Do you have a close relationship with your I mother do. or and I father? Uh, I have a close relationship with both, but I feel like the strongest relationship I have with my parental figures is my mother. Well, see, my mother kind of fucked over my father. Okay. So I always, I've had that resentment for a long time. Gotcha. I understand that part, yeah. So she kind of, in my mind, correlates to the whore where they both have fucked over their husband. That's That can't be, I'm sorry to get so deep here on this wonderful. We get deep sometimes, even though you only watch the highlights and you don't know what actually happens on the show. I can't, <laughs> I, can't I can't imagine that it's... Um, comfortable for you to say that your mother correlates with the idea of whoredom. <laughs> yeah, it's not, but I haven't talked to her in years. The other day I woke up, like, my girl brought up my mom because she messaged her and then deleted the message. Right. So she, she was like, before I went to sleep, she was like, your mom messaged me and deleted it before I saw, could read it. And I said, oh, okay. So I woke up the next day. I was your, like, I, wait, wait, your mom messaged your girl and then deleted the message, like, unsent it? Yes. Okay, I got you. I don't have Facebook, but yeah, that's apparently what happened. So I went to bed with the image of my mom in my head. And then I woke up and I said, I don't even remember what she looks like. It's been so long that I've seen her that I have no idea what she looks like. Really? That, that, that's, not, that's not a source of anguish at all, for you at all? Or? No, I'm, pretty, I'm really good at cutting things off in my life. Okay. Like, it's weird how good I am at it. There's been people, there was somebody here, Lizzie, who was, she's like a, She's getting her master's in, like, some mental health thing, and she says I have, like, some kind of personality disorder. Whatever. I don't care. Right. I'm able to cut people off real fast. Comes from when I was in the military. I went to Iraq as the only person from my base. As, was, as a military person, it is quite easy to cut off contact with people because it was the nature of our job yeah. all the time. We, so, you make friends, and then you PCS, which is uh, another term for relocate. <laughs> yeah, and I was I just— And you, then just, you know, not talk to people again. Yeah, it doesn't bother my brain. But yeah, the fact that I didn't know what she looked like, and I was like, what the fuck did she look like? I had to go back to my brain. I was like, oh, that's, that's crazy. I don't even know what it looks like. There's like, like no pictures at all. So you completely blacked her out. I do that with people. As soon as I don't, I can't trust somebody, blacked out from my memory. Wow. That's a good skill to have in the right moments. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that with my mother. <laughs> well, granted, my mom hasn't you know, presented herself in that way that would warrant it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. No, I have a great relationship with my mom, though. Uh, my parents have been together for what seems like 137 years, um, which makes them like the oldest people living in the world today. Um, yeah, no, they're they're cool. Um, I don't know what it's like. I my my I, I I'm not. I don't think I'm a mama's boy. Like I'm not like the stereotypical mama's boy who will like not do things because he'd rather do things with his mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like hanging out or doing things. I don't mean like crazy, weird shit. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, like, my mom has been a, ever since I was a child, growing up on the spectrum, growing up with Tourette's and Asperger's and stuff like that, she has been my biggest um, supporter and enforcer in making sure that the school system treated me properly and making sure I got what I needed growing up. And um, that translate in, translates into adulthood because there are things, especially being on someone, uh, being someone on the spectrum as I am, that the world is so ambiguous and vague 
and strange that there are some things that I can't process correctly. And the person I go to to help me figure this shit out is my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, I love my mom to death. Well, shout out to the good moms out there. Yes. <laughs> so is there anything you would like to promote, sir? Nope. There is. Okay. <laughs> There's a camera right there in front of your face ah. uh, or there. Wherever you want to look, you can get look there and promote whatever you would like to promote, sir. Um, oh, we're done now? We're wrapping it up, yeah. What the fuck? You want to talk about dicks more? Let's talk about dicks more. I'm just kidding. Okay, um, so what's the best dick you ever saw? All right, so my <laughs> podcast is called the Tri Jam Podcast. Um, you can uh, watch it as it airs, quote unquote, live on YouTube every Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Actually, you know what? I'm not going to be on my own show this week. So I'm wondering how my guys are going to do it. Mm. They have the option to do it without me. I wonder if they're going to take it. So there might be a show. There might not be a show this week. If you want me to, if you want me to come in there and ho- co-host or host, and you know there? what? There will be a, a bald, bearded white guy shortage <laughs> in the studio. <laughs> if you want to come, people in. get yeah. Dan to get Dan to host, and then we can see if we want to bring Dan into the idea of our podcast. I need you to check out the episode that we did. It was the second before the last one that we did. Um, it was called the uh, tr- um, Tri Jam Podcast. Um, it was a, uh, the multi jam of madness or something like that, mm. where each person who was in the studio that day actually took a turn at hosting the show. Okay, it was fucking hilarious. I think I, it's the multiverse, right? Is that what mu- you're talking about? Yes, it was. I it, saw the promotion on Instagram, but I don't think I've watched the episode yet. Check it out. It's actually it's actually my favorite episode from this season because it happened because two <laughs> two out of the four main principals, including me. Um, well, like Will and Shay called out that day. Stormy was coming. Dan and Kevin, my producers, were there. So we just did whatever the fuck we felt like. Our guests called out that day. Yeah. So I was like, what are we going to do for the show? So we just like, fuck it. We do whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And then that episode ensued and actually kind of set a precedent for us for trying to figure out, all right, how more creative can we be moving on in the future? So we're going to actually, our show, Tri Jam, is going to take a bit of a turn. And uh, and err more towards the side of the creative, mm-hmm. as opposed to the um, the interview, structured. the structured interview format. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it's just something that we've been doing forever. We, our show kind of set a precedent when we first started, um, and then we've just been evolving over time into what best suits us and the time and the format that we're you know that we're living in. So. I think uh, pretty soon things are going to change pretty dramatically. So Tri Jam Podcast is uh, on YouTube, Facebook, live, and all of your podcast downloading streaming platforms. And my music, look me up, Kyle Mack, uh, K-Y-L-E-M-A-A-C-K. There's two A's in Kyle Mack. Um, just because whatever. And, uh, <laughs> is that how your real last name spelled, or you just added there because there's two Kyle Macks? So when I was... Um, when I got signed at first, we decided that we were going to call my call me Kyle Mack. My real name is McCarty. My government okay. name is McCarty. Um, and the A and R guy for the label was like, uh, McCarty's too Irish, let's or too ethnic or whatever. Mm-hmm. So let's let's shorten it up and make it more marketable. And it was like, how about Kyle Mack? I'm like, all right, cool. How are we going to spell it? M A C K sounds like I'm trying too hard for me. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be a Mac. You know, mm-hmm. okay, gotcha. You know, like that ladies' man, eh. and MAC is either noodles or makeup, right. and I didn't want to be that either. So I actually looked up some Celtic, because I'm Irish, Celtic yeah. spellings of the last name Mac, and found a version of the name 
which has two A's in it. I'm like, you know what? That's just enough to offset it from trying too hard. So there's okay, so, that. So my last name's actually my call them forefathers. When I think my grandparents' father came over and mother, whatever it was. My actual last name was like McFlattery or something like that. Really? But they changed it because they judge? Were, <laughs> no, they changed it because we, they were coming here Irish and need not apply, right? So I they couldn't you. get a job when they were Irish, so they changed the last name. I don't know what you're something. talking about. Is that is that like a history lesson that I don't know? You don't know that? The Irish need not apply? I don't know that. So when Irish people were first coming over here, they were like thought of, of less than people, so they were indentured servants, so they would just sign. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying they were like slaves Off at all. air, tell me this because no one's going to care about this on the air. Okay, right? so they had to change their last name to be yeah. less Irish because Irish couldn't get jobs. Okay. They wanted hire hire Irish people at that time. Okay. But, yeah. So that was my last name. Oh, um, McFlattery? Is that what it is? One of the, my girl remembers. I'm drunk right now. A little bit. A <laughs> little bit. A little drunk. So um, McFlattery or McFlantery, one of those, one of those two. Can't okay. remember. She, she knows. My girl knows everything. I don't remember anything. Why does your girl know your history better than you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember things. I'm ter- I told you, I'm terrible. I'm the my worst. Name? Kyle Mack. All right. No. Well, what's my real last name? Ex- exactly. Mac- okay. Cool McIntyre. I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. I have it on the keyboard. I can remember. All right. <laughs> so I want to thank Kyle Mack for coming on. Uh, Dolce, I'm sorry that you got stung by a bee. Shit happens. Uh, and Theo, what the fuck's your problem? <laughs> yes. Who? Bee. You just woke up just on a woke Sunday? Up. It's fucking 3.23, and Theo's been up for 23 minutes. It's, it's a sad story. <laughs> I can't believe you don't know the Irish need not apply story. I don't know. Oh, the show's over. Yeah, the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> Are we done? That's <laughs> the